Then dance! Spin your spirals! X-Men, X-Men. In the 21st century, evil mutants led by Magneto aim to destroy the world. Only hope is X-Men. Welcome to Cerebro, the X-Men podcast where a homo and his friends dig deep into the history of Homo Superior. I'm your host, Connor Goldsmith, and with me today is my friend, a science writer and HR professional, Jordan Block. Jordan, how are you today? Oh my gosh, I am so good. And Connor, where are we broadcasting from tonight? We are broadcasting live from the Wildways in my apartment. This is the first time that Cerebro has been recorded with the guest in the same room as me because Spiral breaks barriers. Spiral breaks barriers, Spiral breaks boundaries, and we are on Mojo Vision Late Night Live from Connor's Wild Ways. Here we are. So, funny story, I ordered, for the listeners, I ordered, <laughs> laugh into the mic, Jordan, I ordered another mic so that we could do this, like, real fancy style, and they sent the wrong cable. It's not here. It doesn't work. No. So, we are... We're face-to-face. Face. You gotta go close. We're See, right We're here. like, we are essentially making out, and we it's fine. We are lip-to-lip because it is Pride Month. It's Pride? It Pride Month, and intimacy is key, and that is something Spiral does. Spiral understands mm. the need for two people sometimes to connect Absolutely. around one sometimes microphone. Sometimes be melded into one person. Absolutely. So yeah. the other thing, guys, is there's only one audio track. So I usually spend hours and hours every week separating out the two audio tracks Guess what, baby? We're dancing the spiral tonight. It's uh, not going to make any fucking sense. And it's just going to go and go and go. And you guys are going to just be along for the ride. And you're going to be down. And you're not going to be down. And I hope that you'll be down. This is going to be such a chaotic episode. Got to move closer. Like right here. Like right there. That's okay. perfect. There we go. Wait, what if I come right here? That's good. We could okay. do like kind of a this. We could do like an arm and arm. We can do like an arm and arm. Yeah. This episode is going to be pure chaos. I think we just have to say that out loud. We right decided now. form and content that the spiral episode should be fully crazy Absolutely. because we, for months now, have been dancing the spiral all over oh West Hollywood God. in preparation for this episode. Oh and I think we just have to say we now have a long running joke that whenever we've just kind of like shifted in time and space, <laughs> whenever we've lapped into a different space time, we now call it dancing the spiral. Like, oh, if it's the feeling, spiral, baby. Oh, baby, it's the spiral. I'm she on took the control. spiral right now. <laughs> dance, 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 when dance. You're, when you're feeling your zhuzh, when you're feeling in your element, when you're just like outside of your norm, you're dancing the spiral, baby. Because Jordan read all 100-odd appearances baby. of Spiral girl, for girl. this episode. <laughs> and so I would keep getting texts of like, here's a panel that's crazy. And so we are just... Dancing our spirals. We are working the magic. We are riding the wild ways. Also, first of all, fuck you. Also, hi, everybody. I have the biggest mouth of a sailor, so I'm going to be cussing up. Oh, no, that's what we do. But first, actually, quite honestly, like, we should tell them who you are. So Jordan Jordan is one of my best friends in L.A. Hello. Hi, everybody. Jordan is at Jordan Blocked, B-L-O-K-E-D, on Twitter. You Mm -hmm. may have seen us interact on the tweet machine. All the time, any old day. You know, so Jordan's great. Jordan, why don't you tell them a little bit about your history with the X-Men? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my history with the X-Men. Okay, all right. So my history in the X-Men began, like anybody, like 
a little gay kid, and I'm trying to think. So oh, Jordan is they, them, though, by the way, yes. for listeners. Non-binary, they, them. Thank you so much. Um, I like to let them know when they're talking about the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's handy. So my history with the X-Men began as little, little gay, little queer baby. And I think there were always like the X-Men cartoon around X-Men, mm-hmm. especially because my dad was super into X-Men. It was right. always like ambient. It was always like a part of the vibe. But I think when it first kind of like became front of mind for me and I first started getting invested is I had this friend in grade school. I was like seven or eight and his name was Skylar. He had this older brother who was so hot and I had (laughs) such a crush on. And so he worked at the Boys and Girls Club. Me and Skylar would go to the Boys and Girls Club, not his real name. So I'm not I'm not doxing any like eight year olds out there. Um, Are you giving him an alias? I am giving him, yes, Skylar. No, Skylar. I love that. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Absolutely. Names have been shocked, I would say. Um, And so. I'm like, I'm I'm pulling Jordan's head closer to the mic because Jordan's not talking close enough to the mic. And it does feel a little bit like I'm being. Uh It it has a rude (laughs) quality to it. It has a connotation to it, for sure. It's just, it's a microphone, and I just want the audio quality to be good. Okay, so I am now holding the microphone. Um, We've tried a jerry-rig microphone stand situation. It didn't work super well, so. I left the actual microphone stand in New York because I usually just hold the mic when I'm recording, and I didn't think I would have to share the mic, so I didn't think this would be a problem. It's a process, you know. Again, we are dancing the spiral and we figure things out as we go. And it's a learning experience. And we're going to get to that later about how being spiral is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Okay. So anyways, setting the scene, little queer baby. Um, My friend has an older brother, have a super crush on. He goes to the boys and girls club that we go to. Anyways, so... We were like at his house one day and was like just going through their bookshelf, find a bunch of X-Men comics. I was bored, like trying to find something to read. And his brother comes up and is like, oh, are you into comic books? And I'm like seven or eight, huge crush on this guy. I'm like, yeah, no, so into. Obviously, obviously, yeah, I love superheroes. I have actually never been obsessed with anything more. (laughs) And I have like, I know so much about it. Tell me about it. Hunter, uh-huh. we're making up a name <laughs> for him now. We have to make it. Hunter is actually really appropriate, and I think that might have been it. <laughs> if it wasn't, it was super close to that. Tanner, um, it was like one oh, of those. Oh, if it wasn't Hunter, it was definitely Tanner. It was, it for sure ended a with an name ER. that is like part of killing uh-huh. animals and making oh, them into things. absolutely. Those names are very specific. And also that gives you a vibe. Whatever vibe you're getting, it's accurate. That's <laughs> where we're at. Um, so... He was like, oh, you're into X-Men. I was like, yeah, no, duh, of course. And so, like, I started reading. He had, oh, my gosh, what era was this? I think it was, like, X-Factor. Am I right? Yeah, it was, like, 90s X-Factor. Yeah, like the Peter David or, or maybe yes. the, no, probably the Howard Mackey X-Factor. Like, mm-hmm. were, was more Mystique and Sabretooth in it? Yes, Oh, we're going to get to that. It was definitely, it was fully Mystique and Sabretooth. And I think actually the first one I ever read or one of the first ones I ever read, both Mystique and Sabretooth were on the cover. And it was. Yeah, that's a Howard Mackie X Factor. Also, I just want to note, thank you to listener Cyporian 
who is an artist, we are drinking right now out of the Green Lagoon tiki mugs that she sent me. They're incredible. Go to my Twitter and you can buy some from her website. But uh, I'm drinking out of Apocalypse and Jordan is drinking out of a Sentinel. And uh, we're having a, a pretty great time. And I just thought you should know because this is merchandise that you two can own. You can sit. It's not my merchandise. It's somebody else's merchandise. But I think that's cool. And Jordan's laughing, which you can't hear because only one of us can hold the microphone at a time. <laughs> you're going to hear, I am going to end up laughing so loud that through the barriers of sound, you're going to be able to hear me cackling at this. We'll, do, um, we'll, have, we'll have cackles. It'll be great. There's going to be so many cackles. Also, um, I'm channeling my Karima Shafandar with this yes. Sentinel mug. Absolutely. It's in the theme of Spiral, we're embracing villainy. Absolutely. And I think that's huge. Um, okay, so definitely Mackie X Factor, one of those first ones. And it was, of course, because, again, little non-binary queer kid and, like, had an awareness of, like, the gay aspect, but the gender aspect was still very much, like, I know something's there. It's not, like, on the surface. It's not, like, front of mind for me. But, like, things were percolating. Like, there was a knowledge happening. And... I immediately was so drawn to Mystique. Like, well, I feel like if you're having any kind of gender feelings, Mystique oh, is a very <laughs> Mystique is Mystique is a gender shepherd. She hears you and sees you. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> she is the patron saint of gender queer people. That is her bag, and I think like, oh my gosh. Also, a little backstory. So I have known Connor since before Cerebro started. You have, correct? Yes. Yeah. And we're just going to take a moment. This might come up a couple times, but I just want to take a moment to say I am so proud of you, Connor. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's very sweet. Oh, my gosh. Just, like, seeing where this started, seeing this percolate in your brain, and then now seeing what it's become. I'm going to get to it later. I don't want to spill on it, but I'm so proud of you. It's so cute. Thank you. You're so nice. Get out of here. But Jordan was one of the first people to be like, no, Connor, this show is like really good. It's no, gonna this be, is like, it's going to really like people will listen to this. This is fucking <laughs> fantastic. Oh, my gosh. And so when Connor mentioned to me that he was going to be doing an X-Men podcast, first thought was I have to do Mystique. I have to do Mystique. Also, this is partly my fault because I could not commit to a date to save my life. You sure couldn't. <laughs> Famously, for about three years, I have not been able to commit to it. It's honestly a miracle I'm here this in this room. Also, an it was hour touch and, and a half go. Late. Yes, you oh, you are late. I I, I was like, late. we're gonna see if they show up, and if they don't, I will just listen. You the Al Ewing episode is like four fucking hours, so people can just wait if they, if they don't show Thank up today. You. Thank you so much, and. Honestly, wouldn't have been surprised if you got like a five minutes before text, bestie. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Today. Oh, it's honestly generous to think I would get a text. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck off. Anyways, this is not the Jordan slander episode. This is the spiral episode. Slander God damn is it. false by definition. <laughs> it's you. not slander if I'm saying something true. Okay. Well, I'm leaving. Anyways... <laughs> My X-Men story. <laughs> Thank you so So you didn't much. get to do Mystique, and yeah. then you didn't get didn't to do get to Celine. Do you missed, so like, both. I, oh, two my queens, the pillars of queerdom, the two women that I orient my personhood around, <laughs> Mystique and Celine. But Patrick and Abad, if you're listening, 
fucking crushed it. Perfect episodes. Yeah, no, Patrick and Alex absolutely slayed those. And I think that made my resentment worse. I was like, how dare you? How dare you, first of all, snatch my queen out from under me? So when I reached out to you, it was so funny. It was because we were talking about Necra. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Because Necra had appeared in Sabretooth and you said... I have to do the Necra episode because I will be light skin representation for your podcast. <laughs> and I think that's a pretty direct quote. Oh, I wouldn't make that up. Also, <laughs> I think I sent a list of like five, of course, exclusively women that I'd want to oh, cover. Yeah, no. The yeah. craziest women in the X-Men it's universe. It's <laughs> fully psychotic, this list. And we were going to do Necra. I told Victor Lavelle yeah. we were doing Necra. But uh, the thing is the delays, yes, the publishing delays that have happened mean Sabretooth hasn't finished out yet. Mm-hmm. It was going to be all five issues were out by June. So I we need to see where Necra's going before we do a Necra episode. But I was like, spiral for pride. And Jordan was like, spiral, spiral for pride. For fucking pride. And I think like spiral grabbed onto me. Because she's just faggotry in every sense of who she is. She is top to bottom faggotry. She's faggotry in vibes. Everything she does, the dance. The she can't stop dancing. For people who are not familiar, for people who are not familiar with Spiral, just step by Spiral, the character we're here to talk about today, is the right hand of Mojo, king of all media. Absolutely. And uh, her deal is she's got six arms, she's got white hair, she's got a big samurai hat on for no reason that's ever been explained. She uses a bunch of swords. She's got like a jumpsuit with cargo pockets in it Uh and boots with the fur. Also, the boots with the fucking (laughs) fur, bitch. And we are going to talk about, I am going to talk about- Six arms. Six arms. No waiting. No waiting. Dancing her spirals. She's always dancing. Things about spiral. Six arms, snatch waist, rack, buff, my buff queen. Huge I want her to, muscular biceps. Huge muscular. I want her to every single arm at once throw me against a wall. Jordan's also like into everybody. everybody. So that's gonna come there, up. There's a, oh, absolutely. It's gonna be Jordan like, is like Jordan is Jordan is themselves. <laughs> I'm like having a grammar moment. Jordan is themselves like an androgynous queen mm-hmm. and then Jordan also is into men, women and everything in between. Absolutely. So that's very Mojoverse and it's very, very spiral. Mo- it's very spiral and spiral captures it all, baby. She shops body and she shops your body and she shops love. Body, shopping, yeah, face, yeah, shopping yeah. every day. And I think, let's just like get into this for a moment. Who is spiral? I'm just going to set the scene. Spiral is the universe's foremost plastic surgeon. Spiral is a space-time sorceress. Spiral is a master of modern and future media studies. Spiral is a dancer. Spiral is a wife, a mother, a bitch, a lover, a sinner, but not a saint. Never. Never a saint. Spiral is a human being, and I am going to get to that. Spiral is a fighter. She is a woman who is often correct, but rarely right. She is a woman who has had unimaginable things done to her that is fighting to protect other versions of herself from experience the same. And most of all, Spiral's a bad bitch. She's the baddest bitch, in fact. She wears his sins like a shroud. She is Spiral. She is the time dancer of death. She wears his sins like a shroud. Also, 90% of this episode is us just going to be screaming Spiral quotes. We're just going to quote Spiral a lot. That's a Fabian Nicieza friend of the pod quote, and it's real good. (laughs) 
She wears his sins like a shroud. I am Spiral. I am the time dancer of death. Oh, God. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy so Pride. Spiral, for a lot of young faggots, would be first seen in X-Men Children of the Atom, the Capcom fighting game that then led to Marvel versus Capcom and yes. all of those games. Mm -hmm. And so Spiral, it's funny, like she is much more famous to regular people out there in the world than she has any right to be based on her actual role in the comics because- I Disagree that well, she has Well, I, I mean, I, I love her dearly. I'm just saying she's only appeared like a hundred times and she's more famous than most X-Men villains because she was in those video games. Thank you. And it's yes. because at that time, she was Betsy Braddock's personal mm -hmm arch nemesis yeah. because if you've ever wondered how did that super racist plot happen where betsy braddock turned japanese for oh, 30 baby. years baby spiral was just in a weird mood i know spiral did that and you know spiral is just like feeling things sometimes also full disclosure i have been strapped to the bow of the ship of the spiral <laughs> agenda <laughs> jordan is ricochet rita strapped to the prow Baby. of mojo's ship i jordan's eyes have been open to all creation oh my god so first of all every for more context i have for the past week been speed running crash course <laughs> In spirals medical exam they kept texting me like i need the spiral reading order and i finally sent it like i think on sunday yeah. <laughs> and, so then they, and we're it's friday now it's FYI. Friday. so it's been less than a week it's been five days and besties i have cramped in every single spiral appearance in five all days, of them, all, all of them, them all, all of 101. Them. Uncanny X-Force, X-Men Gold, oh. Uncanny Avengers, and, everything. And the thing about a spiral appearance is, for the most part, they're in books that aren't good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just testament. Like, you have to be a bad bitch to sell a book all on your own. The thing about Spiral is that Anne Nascenti and Art Adams' long shot mini is so fucking good oh my God. that a million other writers oh have been God. like, Mojo and Spiral, those characters we are great. Them. I'm going to use them in my thing. And here's the fact of the matter, guys. Not everyone has Anne Nascenti's range. They just don't. <laughs> and it's so... Beautiful and impressive that they think they do. I love that for them. I, I support them. them. I think I I want to open that space for them, but I think it's also so important to realize that most people don't have it. I <laughs> I will one day, hopefully, if God is great, mm. get a chance to write Spiral. And guess what? I won't write Spiral as well as Anne Nascenti does because <laughs> no I don't have the range of Anne Nascenti because guess what, bitch? Nobody does. And finally, now that she's in her fucking 60s, Thank you. all of the comics bros are like, oh, Anne Nascenti's Daredevil? It's a classic. I'm like, you guys oh, used to say it was shit. Where were you Where when? were you? Where were you when it got... <laughs> oh, my a God. A female comics writer oh has God. to turn literally like 70 Thank years old so before much. any man will say she's Thank any you good. So and do you, know, do you know who would understand that so well? Fucking Spiral. Well, Spiral certainly would, because Spiral truly is running up that hill all the all time. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, so I have absolutely created a Spiral playlist. <laughs> I bet you have. And I was telling Connor, it is exclusively Charlie XCX. It is Sophie. Sophie, the late genius, I put is a Spiral character. Who? Like, baby. Sophie was Spiral. Oh, Spiral, Spiral is right hand in the body shop. Like, <laughs> like the pearl of every oil is Mojo vs. Onion Sides or oh, whatever the fuck baby. that album is called. I and I'm not I'm not saying that in a dismissive way. Girl. I have listened to that album 
a million times, Thank but you. I never get it right when I'm saying the name the of it. The pearl of every uninside. The oil of every pearl. <laughs> the oil of un- every pearl's uninside. Sophie, if you're not familiar, was an incredible trans electronic musician and DJ who died tragically in a fall, and it sucked. But the point is, she lives she's on eternal and immortal in Absolutely. exactly the same way that Absolutely. Spiral will be. Exactly. And her song Face Shopping It's is on the playlist just... five times. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be. It's not long. It kind of needs to be because like the body shop is a tesseract Maybe. so it's it just, just keeps the going. the only song that plays on repeat in the body shop. <laughs> My phrase is the front of shop. shopping over and over and then every now and then like if you're there for a year, because sometimes Spiral has you in the body. The body shop, by the way, is Spiral's cybernetic plastic surgery house that's a tesseract. Uh-huh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's just something she keeps in her purse. She keeps her plastic surgery clinic inside of her purse and just like a little cute. It's where she turned Rachel Summers into Rachel Summers' ideal female form, which mm-hmm. for a lot of trans women readers who have been on the show as guests is a big moment. Yeah, huge. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, trans-affirming allies, uh-huh. Spiral. Spirals gender <laughs> affirmation clinic. But then also it is where she created Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. Because Lady Deathstrike came to her and was like, I need to be the pussiest villain of all time. And not only is Spiral <laughs> pussy herself, Spiral gives us the gift of more pussy in Spiral can make you pussy. <laughs> Spiral can make you cunt. Body shop slogan. Body shop, bitch. <laughs> Making you cunt or your money back. Abs or your money she literally says, back. My favorite in the Lady Deathstrike issue is that when Lady Deathstrike is like, oh. you can undo this once I've killed Wolverine, right? And she's like, the body shop guarantees satisfaction or your, or money, your back. money back. And I honestly, I've seen this phrase three times. I've never seen anyone ask for their money back. No one never has ever. Rachel didn't ask for her money back. No. She was like, I am snatched. <laughs> Lady, <laughs> I'm a baddie now. She's <laughs> like, I am an Alan Davis character <laughs> now. I've so. never looked hotter. And Lady, I came out with a Greg Lance BBL, baby. <laughs> Lady Deathstrike is so hot that oh. she's like, no, it's fine. In fact, when the Red Queen, not Madeline Pryor, mm-hmm. shows up and recruits them for her sisterhood, Lady Deathstrike is on the she's, table. Oh, she's on the table for part 17. She of her is literally, it is, Lady Deathstrike is a torso and a head oh. on Spiral's table, and Spiral looks up and is like, hey, and the Red Queen is like, yes, we want to recruit you to our sisterhood. And Lady Deathstrike's like, where do I sign? And it's just a head and, a, and some titties on a table. Oh. And it's like, because Lady Deathstrike is a satisfied customer. Lady Deathstrike, Absolutely. Lady Deathstrike is the Heidi Montag of the body shop. Oh. She is there. She is the brand ambassador of the body <laughs> She shop. is there all the time. Oh, and do you know Spiral has an Instagram, a TikTok dedicated to the body shop? At the Mojoverse. It is just a constantly running channel. And like Lady Deathstrike is doing like hashtag body shop partner, hashtag ad, Uh like because Lady Deathstrike is getting free lipo all the time. All the the time. It's just like, baby, newest nails you can have (laughs) poison nails, sleep nails, any nails you want. Any kind of nail you want. Meanwhile, like, do you want new eyeballs? We can pop some of those into Psylocke's head because Spiral did that too. Do you not want new eyeballs? I gave you some anyway because it sounded really good. You actually didn't ask for new eyeballs and I popped some in your head. Also, can we talk about that issue? (laughs) My favorite scene is where Spiral, like, gets some sort of, like, cybernetic ping that Psylocke took out... (laughs) Her non-consensual Revanche rips out the eyeballs. Kanan rips out the eyeballs because Uh she's like, "Uh, why are there robot (laughs) eyeballs in my head? Because no one's explained it to Kanan. This was not on my rap (laughs) sheet when I came into the body. She's on Betsy's body and she's like, bitch, why are my eyeballs made of metal? And she rips them out. 
And Spiral is so pissed because, pissed because she's watching. Thank you. And her stories got interrupted. So, thank you. She's watching her telenovela. Because that <laughs> is the thing, guys. So, like, I, this is, I, I don't remember how, if this has come up, like, explicitly on the show before. Betsy Braddock's bionic eyes that Mojo and Spiral put in her head after she gets her eyes ripped out by Slaymaster are cameras that Mojo and Spiral use to film as a reality show all of the adventures of the X-Men, which becomes the biggest show in the Mojoverse, which is why the people, the slaves in particular of the Mojoverse, worship the X-Men as gods yep. because all they do all day is watch the they issues were watching of the X-Men. fucking Betsy Vision. Like, yes, they were watching Betsy Vision. Betsy is like the cameraman from Cloverfield, oh like God. just walking around. This was the original circle. <laughs> it truly is kind of honestly, and this predates. The thing about Annie Nascenti and Chris Claremont is they're so fucking smart. This is a plot that happens in 1986. This is before the real world. This is before any of that shit. Ugh. Oh, my God. Spiral's impact. To the point where, like, they were so on it that the X-Babies, which Mojo Beds, that's oh, literally bitch, because... We are going to talk about the But it's because in the 80s, everything had a baby version. Yeah. It was like Muppet Babies, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Everybody was doing it. You need to move closer. We're pu- I'm pulling okay. you into the spiral. Okay. We just need... We are... Guys, <laughs> Spiral would hate this because Spiral hates love and affection yeah. for reasons that we'll get into. We are so close. We right are now. we are like a Carpenter's album cover it is, face to face. It is very Anna Gasteyer and Molly Shannon delicious Absolutely. dish on uh, SNL. Like, hi guys, yeah. here we are. We we're look like we're in. doing an ASMR video. We right now. are in fact doing an ASMR. <laughs> it's a spiral. It's MR. the sounds of space time. I don't time. remember what that all stands for. <laughs> ASMR, the sounds of space time. Mm-hmm. The gentle winds of the wild ways. Um, okay, should we take a second and just like flow back and get to the Rita of it all? I think we should. I think we have to get into the Rita of it all. So here's the gist. This is a lot like the Cable episode in that we've got two characters here who were originally not the same person and then they get retconned into being the same person. And I will go into all of that in the character files. So if you are fully baffled by anything that's happening in this episode, which I gotta be honest, you're gonna be. I literally cannot see a world in which you're not. (laughs) You're gonna be confused. Don't worry, because the character file will be pretty comprehensive this episode. I have really been doing my homework on this because I want to make it work. So the first character to be introduced is Spiral, who is the six-armed queen that we're talking about, Mojo's right hand. She's introduced in the first issue of Long Shot, a 1985 miniseries by Anna Senti and Art Adams. In the second issue of Longshot, we meet Ricochet Rita, a human stunt woman who is Longshot's love interest. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We have to go back to the first issue for a second because we need to talk about how Spiral shows up on the scene. Uh, By trying to sacrifice a baby to the devil? Bestie, she's trying to kill a baby. And (laughs) sometimes that's what a woman has to do. I mean, this is a Madeline Pryor defense podcast. So you know I'm not. Fully also, again, strapped to the bow of Mojo's (laughs) ship. I have been hurtling through the vortex of space-time. I have digested nothing but spiral, media-wise, for five straight days. I am in the thick of it. And fuck you, Connor, because I have emerged as Spiral's defense attorney. The feelings that I feel for this woman, I 
am her Valkyrie. I ride for Spiral. The funniest thing is, like, we've talked about... So here's the thing, guys. Spiral travels through time and space mm-hmm. all the time. That's what she does. She dances. and That's, it makes, She dances through time She dances a spiral, and it makes portals between time and space. So exactly. she can time travel, like, whenever she wants. She's a dance space time witch. And why is that so hard to understand? So sometimes there are multiple spirals just happening at the same time. And that's fine. And so someone in the Discord, I was talking about Spiral at one point, and someone said, imagine Spiral as Spiral's lawyer. Like, we've also talked Like, Spiral shows up at her own trial with, like, six briefcases. And, like, she's like... Which we will also get to. (laughs) A fixture of Spiral is just her constantly thinking about all of the other Spirals out there. Because there are so many Spirals because... They, here's the thing that's there, interesting. There's only one Mojoverse. There's only one Mojoverse, but there are so many spirals, and it's fucking Mojo's fault. Yeah, because she keeps traveling through time mm-hmm. to do his bidding and yeah, creating it, all of these alternate timeline selves. He keeps fucking brainwashing her <laughs> and he to torture her, her past self. Right. Fuck Mojo. First of oh, all, fuck Mojo. Fuck, Mo- I mean, first Mojo, of all, that's not a controversial. No, opinion. Mojo is the Harvey Weinstein of X Men. Not to be like one of the most irredeemably awful characters. Awful and in on X-Men. purpose. Yes, and that's absolutely. what's honestly what's great about him As is again just a pure villain. Yeah, and again, like Annie Nascenti was predicting the kind yeah. of studio executives that would become really Absolutely. prominent in the 90s Absolutely. and she nailed it mm-hmm. like and i think there is like such a back note of that of like manipulation into complicity in spiral and it's so palpable when you go back and look at it now because the twist that fabian nisiesa did in x factor annual 7 was to declare that because here's the thing ricochet rita and longshot join forces to go and liberate the slaves of the Mojoverse, of which Longshot is one. At the end of the miniseries, after Rita has been through fucking hell Mm -hmm. because Spiral and Mojo strapped her to the prow of Mojo's cosmic ship and drove her insane, Mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange had to snap her out of it, and they killed her dog. They killed her fucking dog for no... No, Mojo cut her dog's head, shaped it upside down, and then it fucking choked on its own spit to death. Yeah, he just, like, spun its head around. Like, he's a really fucked up dude. And what the fuck? It was a very sweet, cute dog named Saxophone. It was a, I love Saxophone. There was no need for that. We right, And I know I deserve a little bit of blowback for this, for how much I say, fuck that horse butter rub. <laughs> No, this is a safe space. This is a safe space. This is a safe space to be anti Oh, my God. Also, I cannot wait until we get to the Firestar. We are going to get to a Firestar The Firestar of it all. The Dazzler of it all. The Firestar fans should be excited because there is a Firestar moment. First of all, Firestar fans, I affirm you. I know you're real. I know you're valid. I don't affirm you, but you will enjoy (laughs) this episode because Spiral fought Firestar I'm not on your side, per se, but I do believe that you should be there and champion who you want. Yeah, oh, I don't. Right. So I'm yeah. not saying like I'm not saying they don't. Oh, Bestie, in about an hour when we get to Firestar portion, I'm going to be singing a whole different tune. We are going to well, there's going to be a lot going on. There's so much going on. Yeah, okay. No. Let's, Let's go, go get back no, to the no, Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I, okay, so here's here's the bottom line. Ricochet Rita is a stunt woman who Longshot, who has no memories, who has escaped from Mojo World, meets, and he ends up working with her on a movie set, and then he gets chased down by Mojo and Spiral and all of their people. It becomes a whole thing. Uh, Mojo kills Rita's dog, 
And then they take her to Mojo World and drive her insane. She winds up being, actually, Jordan and I were exchanging panels of Rita's catatonic insanity state oh earlier because I was just like me it's after just a like, day of work. It's like my new meme that I use <laughs> for when I'm just like, there is. And the way he- she just kind of stares into space like, oh. ah! It is the most fucked up you've a, ever seen a, a human. She has got, she has head thrown back, drooling, Art crying. Adams just and I'm like, oh my God. And like, it's palpably. Also, when she's on the fucking prow of oh, the it's ship, terrifying. and it's, it's so just scary. like eyes wide open, tears streaming. I will never forgive that man. I hate him with No, I hate Mojo with my life. No. Oh. <laughs> so, but so here's the thing. So, Rita, in Annie Nascenti's conception, and she is visually based by Art Adams on Annie Nascenti, she's a self insert character. That makes so much sense. The concept there in Annie Nascenti's mind, and when Annie was on the show, she said she doesn't like the retcon because she wanted Rita to be like an independent woman. But the genius, I, I think it's absolutely fucking genius. I think it's absolutely fucking genius. And honestly, going through... Annie said that if she... She's like, I've never read it, and I love Fabian, and I'm sure if I read it, I'd think it was great, absolutely. but it annoyed and me I, conceptually. And I'm like, that's fair. I totally get that. That makes so much sense to me. But like, reading it with the knowledge that Spiral is... Rita is Rita. It lends so much more to the story. You feel everything so much more. And it brings this intentionality to everything Spiral does that is credit to Anasenti. It is always there. Because Anasenti establishes that Spiral, for some, because here's the thing Mojo erases his slaves' memories all the time because he yep. just casts them in new shows and, and erases and them. And Anasenti writes this in and writes in that Spiral has this deep resentment mm-hmm. of Longshot that yep. Longshot can't remember. And Longshot theorizes, yes. were we in love exactly. once? And Spiral's like, no, fuck and you. within Anna Senti's story, that's never really flushed out. And it's like, this it's is there. what, it, it's so there. And like, this is, I am going to claim this space. This is one of those retcons that like, looking back at it now is truly additive because it only fills in like blank spaces that are left that Anna Senti writes in, it builds in, it builds on what she writes. It yeah. builds on like- No, it only builds out her themes too, mm-hmm. because exactly. the big thing that it creates that is so incredible is that Spiral in the Longshot Mini is terrifying. Mojo is terrifying. What they do to Rita is horrific. Mm-hmm. And then to realize Mojo is so sick that actually what he does, because at the end of, so here's the thing, the way that Longshot enters into X-Men is that the second Longshot miniseries, which was supposed to be Rita and Longshot freeing the slaves, got canceled. It did, or it didn't happen. For whatever reason, there was a lot going on at Marvel at the time. And so Claremont, because Nascenti was his editor and they were close friends, Claremont brought Longshot and Spiral. Actually, Spiral comes into Freedom Force during the Longshot miniseries, yeah, which is hilarious. Absolutely. No, Claremont that's my like, favorite. I need to also well, use this character. Also, okay, mind you... <laughs> She's a time slipper. She's a so time hopper. Fine, right. she's so time she's traveling. popping back and forth between all of this and like reading it in sequence, it builds so fucking well. And I just like, I want to like, like go back. when is Spiral right now? Yeah. It's not just where. Absolutely. It's like which part. Of, and I think and it's, you're the building that, the puzzle of Spiral when you're reading it in that knowledge. Building a chronological timeline of when mm. Spiral experienced things in yes. what order would be impossible. Oh. Because like she's. But I think you can get a sense of you it. You can get a vibe. Yeah. Like you can she get a vibe travels and back to join Freedom Force. Yes, exactly. And it's like 
once you and it of course it takes being a fucking crazy person. No, that you cares. have to be a total psycho. You like have to are. be a spiral defense attorney. You have to too. be a spiral enthusiast, yeah, which absolutely. we are. Which we are, and which I think is something everyone should be. I am also a spiral evangelist. <laughs> I think it is something everyone should incorporate into their lives. But no, so like even when you first see Spiral pop on the scene, it's like setting the stage at that point, she doesn't yet kind of like crystal clear know that she's Rita. Oh, she doesn't know she she's doesn't, Rita. She doesn't, yeah. And that's like, it's super important to have that context. Because that's the thing is, she, so just, I'm sorry, I need to finish the thought. We see Spiral and Mojo torture the shit out of Rita. Then at the end of the miniseries, Rita decides to go with Longshot to Mojo World to free his people. Mm -hmm. Then Longshot shows up in X-Men, completely amnesiac with no memories, yeah. without Rita. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, where's Rita? And yeah. eventually Claremont shows us that Rita is Mojo's prisoner. Mm -hmm. He has strapped her to the prow of the ship again. Yeah. This time though, she's like, oh, you can't make me crazy again. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. And she's just like a bad bitch who's very mm -hmm. defiant. She argues with him. She's like, it becomes Absolutely. a meta thing where like Absolutely. he is. And it becomes a precursor to how we see Spiral act with yes. him. And it builds this kind of through line into the early spiral that we first see that is like and spiral just to make it abundantly clear is never a fan of mojo no she I think hates mojo spiral works for mojo spiral works with mojo spiral works through mojo but she never works in benefit of no mojo. she she, she fucking hates that man. and mojo. she's hated him and it's like I but think like from the first appearance, from the first appearance, he did. and I think like it's really easy to forget that or to just kind of gloss over it. She's never for Mojo, of course she's not. She's a fucking slave. And I also I want to say something really quick about the Uncanny X Men bio of this, which oh, is the Uncanny X Men .net. Yeah, thing? Uncanny X Men .net, which. Incredible resource. It saves all of our lives. It is one of the best. That is one of the best websites in the internet. Absolutely. Their spiral profile is a little, because it's from back when the villains yeah. done, were done differently. Absolutely. And I think like there's this one kind of like sentence that irks the fuck out it of said, me. They, whoever uh -huh. wrote said for spiral, slavery is slavery freedom. freedom. Slavery is freedom. I first of all, first of all, I fucking hate that sentence <laughs> in general. Well, it's a 1984 and, reference, exactly, right? Right. But Second of all, it's not spiral at all. It's and it like never has been. There is a great, I mean, they're quoting something she says to Betsy in that New Mutants issue. Betsy's trying to escape from the wild ways, and she says, Think a moment, Psylocke, before you do something rash that all will regret. Consider the price of vengeance and freedom. A slave knows her place. A slave has no worries because she has a value, and a good master cares for his property. It's life without care or danger. Deny it, and you win for yourself the freedom to be hungry, homeless, hurt, and blind. Now, that is something Spiral says. Absolutely. Spiral says that to manipulate Betsy into remaining Absolutely. her slave, mm -hmm. which is different yeah, from Spiral wanting to remain Mojo's slave. Absolutely. And I think it also kind of like gets into kind of one of the core things that like grates about Spiral mm -hmm. because let's just make it clear. Spiral is batshit for sure. We're also going to get to that. Oh, Spiral's, Spiral's about as crazy as you can... And she crazy fucking... Crazy as a coyote and she knows it. And she fucking and she knows care. it. And it also makes a lot of sense why she is based off of what happened to her. But 
I, the, the central thing that grates about Spiral is like she is this woman who horrendous things have happened to, who has like been set out of sync of time, out of space, out of identity, out of having like any grounding force off of who she is. And she does that to other people. Right. She, she has hurt people, hurt people, yes, like as hurt, a character. Absolutely. That is the whole theme of Spiral. And she, like so, some of Spiral's brightest moments is when she escapes that pattern. Yes. That she's caught in. And she does pretty frequently. Well, my favorite thing, apart from like the or your money back thing, is when she's talking to Lady Deathstrike. She like Lady Deathstrike is, you know, going on and on about how she's gonna use her body shop accoutrements to kill Wolverine. And she's like, you can turn me human again after it's done, right? And Spiral's thinking like, bitch, you were never human. Uh-huh. It's a thought bubble. She's yeah. like, you've never had humanity. You're a nasty mm-hmm. piece of work. And once you've dealt with the devil, mm-hmm. and that's Spiral referring to herself Absolutely. as the devil. She says, once you've danced with the devil, you mm-hmm. can never get that back, mm-hmm. even if you had had it in the first place. And guess what, Yuriko Ayama, mm-hmm. you never had it. Mm-hmm. And it's so... Fuck, again, going back and reading that with the knowledge that she is Rita at this point, it's so fucking poignant because, like, she's saying, like, I am, like, that was taken from me. I didn't come here willingly. Right. You came here. Well, the worst thing almost is that, like, she did go there willingly in a way, which is that, like, she decides, I'm going to go with Longshot because I love him. Yeah. We're going to go and free the slaves. Then Longshot gets sent to X-Men with no memories and mm-hmm. does not remember who Rita is. We see that Rita is Mojo's prisoner, and then she just fucking disappears. And it's like, where was Rita? What happened to Rita? And then Fabian Niciesa goes, oh, Mojo tortured and twisted Rita into Spiral and then sent her back in time to create herself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's her choosing it willingly. It's not. But it's that it's multiple times Rita is offered the opportunity to escape mm-hmm. Mojo World, but she is too good a person and she won't leave other people exactly, there to suffer. Exactly. So she keeps going back. Absolutely. And, and so it is, she makes an affirmative choice to stay, yes. not to become Spiral, <laughs> yeah. but to stay. But or then, not to become a Lady Deathstrike. No, but that's the thing. Yeah. She's like, Lady Deathstrike came and asked to be turned exactly. to Lady Deathstrike. That's crazy. Baby, you've already <laughs> made your choice. Yeah, like, honey. You're not coming to me to be made not I'll human. I'll put claws in your hands, uh-huh. but that's a you choice. But you're already a claws in your hands, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm like, I'm just bringing out your inner, I mean, it mm-hmm. is again. It Absol- is again, Spiral's absolutely. gender affirmation she clinic is, is like, I'm going to make you. affirmation better or worse. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to make you who you are inside, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And I think like that is, there's so many things about Spiral as a character that are like emblematic of like, first of all, like what has been done to her, but also like her philosophy around transfiguration. And I think like, it's not something that's talked about enough as like Spiral is like a victim of like unwitting like mutilation and transfiguration and the way she's internalized it is like really holding people like to account to their ideas about affirmation for themselves for example like her the reason she does what she does to betsy and kanan Mm -hmm. is because matsuo approaches her like hey i want my girlfriend back and Mm -hmm. she's like that's cute. I'm going to ruin your fucking life. Fucking macho. Because you suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, she's like, and, but, but what's key there is in Spiral's particular insanity, 
she doesn't think while she's doing it about the fact that Betsy and Kanan are women she's victimizing to punish Matsuo mm-hmm. for his hubris. Yeah. And that's why when Kanan is dying and Spiral comes and fights Betsy about it, she says things like, that make it very clear she feels bad. Yeah, absolutely. About doing it, and that's she, like, like she's like I. She's like, why did I do it? She mm-hmm. asked herself that like ten times. Absolutely, because she just did it on a whim, Thank and now you. she's prostituting. But she's like, well, like you know, only humans feel regret, and it, I'm not one, or whatever. And, and it's she's like, talking to herself. Yeah, she's literally monologuing. Yeah. It's or to the reader. Well, yeah, that's exactly. the other thing. Is spiral like? It's she's not quite Deadpool. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't talk to us. Yeah. But she understands she's in a comic book. Absolutely. Like she talks about the we- the world around her as though she understands mm. it's fictional or made up or narrativized by a writer. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not human, so I don't need to feel guilt. And Betsy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it's. It is that, but it is like so like much. You're a continuity error. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. She calls revanche a continuity glitch. And I think, like, again, fucking spiral defense attorney. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes so much sense why she would struggle that way because I think, like, and also fucking having to read a Wolverine comic for this. Okay, but you had to read the Larry Hama Wolverine, which is fun. It, and was, specifically, it was fun. Specifically, though, Adam. also, Larry Hama adds one of my favorite Spiral bits, which is that Spiral knows if you yes. say her name yes. in any dimension bitch, in existence. Bitch. <laughs> Wolverine is talking to Mystique uh-huh. and says Spiral. And she and shows up. Spiral shows what up. like, fuck? you said my name. And Wolverine's like, what the, you can do that? And she just knows. She's it's like a like, fucking, because that's, yes. the thing about Spiral is she is the fey folk. Absolutely. Like she has become. Spiral is the fey folk of dimension. Yes. And it's like, it's literally that, like you stepped into the fairy circle and now your Absolutely. body's all like deranged and that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yep. like, that's, and that, that is her emblematized. Yeah. She was like, you fucked around. It's like, well, you <laughs> stepped into the, you stepped into the body shop, uh-huh. babe. Like, and that's your... also like part of her with Rachel. And it's like, oh, also we need to get to a part with Rachel. But I think like after this, I like do want to talk about that like Wolverine part for a minute because I think it has one of the most incredible fucking spiral moments where they say her name. She shows up into this hotel room. Because and she then, knows if you speak her name. name. And here's the thing. It's not Rita Wayward. No. It's not saying, it's if you say the word spiral, spiral, thinking about her. Like, I'm sure if you just say, like, spiral, like, the shape uh-huh. that... No, it has she, to be context. It has to be, you have to be, like, talking about that bitch spiral. Uh-huh. She knows. She has to know. She immediately knows. And that is what I'm saying is it's, like, that's the fae folk. That's Absolutely. why we call them the fae folk. But the fair folk, we don't say their names mm-hmm. because they'll know. They know. And they know in context, too. And they'll show up and Absolutely. they'll twist you into a monster because they feel like it for fun. Oh, my gosh. And then, so, like, they say her name. She shows up. Not really important, but she tells him it's like you're in a fucking like multi-dimensional room. What is wrong with you? You didn't even realize that. You're like, Come and on. also like because then Mojo knows they're oh, there yeah. because this is when she and, and Mojo also, are on the outs, which happens yeah. a lot with Spiral. It, oh, it happens. All, Spiral just like vacationing from Mojo, like wanting it to be permanent so bad. Spiral is the Bethany Frankel of the Mojoverse. Like she leaves again and again, but you know that you know she'll be back. Be, and I. Also, I think it's so important to say why she's going to be back, and I think it is the Rita of it all, which we're going to get to. But, okay, so she comes to this room. I love that Spiral is like, oh, my God, you guys are in, like, a trans-dimensional room right now. Don't you get that? You fucking idiot. You fucking morons. You don't know how trans-dimensional worms. <laughs> it's like, bitch, like, Mystique. Oh we Like, God. I worked for you and for years. Oh, my God. And she's, like, going around. She's, like, cutting up a portrait. Of she's, like, 
Duh. It's like Mojo is looking at you right you now. You don't know when multiple universes are colliding. Oh my God, I have to go explain. And she's like walking, she's rambling. That's, that's the other thing she about does Spiral. Sound... Is Spiral is like a little bit like Moira X in the sense Absolutely. that she's time traveled now so much mm. that she has lived for like a thousand Absolutely. years. Absolutely. She's totally just very... She's very clinical about this stuff. She's Absolutely. like, hold on, though. But I like, think, like, this she, universe is dying or whatever. Yes. And it's just, it's just casual to her. You and know? she's also, like, she has, like, what comes across as derangement, I think. And, like, there are parts of Spiral that are for sure, like, she's gone batty. Well, she But has, also, like, of course you have, you live in the nexus of, like, all of these Of time and space that is yeah. literally, like, also reality television world. Yes, like, she exactly. just lives in the Truman Show. Like, there's exactly. nothing... Nothing and also good like, is going on in her brain. When ever. you're living in Spiral's world, Spiral actually makes a lot of fucking sense. That's the thing. Spiral is talking to these people as yes. characters in a comic book because she knows that they are. Exactly. Exactly. Like Spiral is like privy to these other things that they're not. And it makes her sound fucking crazy. There's actually like it's and this is like an accident, truly, mm. but like that Shatterstar miniseries that yes. Rob Liefeld uh-huh. came back for that Fabian, God bless him, tries to like make coherent because it's a co-write. Girl. Uh, <laughs> You're listening, Fabes. I love you, Uncle Fabian. King, king, my king. The greatest X-Men writer of the 90s. Anyway, the point is, there's a whole plot where it's just like, Spiral goes to an alternate world and kills everyone and becomes the god emperor of the world. Oh my god. Was was that the fucking scorn one? Bitch. I, me reading that, I was like, if I have to hear the name Scorn the one Scorn. more fucking time. S-K-O-R-N-N. She was pussy when she was It scorned. was, and also it was, it was fucking funny because it was like, here's the thing. Spiral knows that an alternate reality doesn't matter because it isn't the main reality of the comic book. Yes. So she can go do that. Oh, absolutely. And she's like, I don't feel bad about this because none of these characters matter because oh. they're not the real IP. Also, like throughout, <laughs> like, and like this is background context for like, Characters She's like, this is a what if, Spiral. bitch. I can do whatever I want. Everyone around Spiral from like first appearance to now is like, what the fuck is wrong with her? The funniest thing about Spiral is the idea that Valerie Cooper thought I should hire this person. Oh my God. <laughs> Dummy bitch. <laughs> like one of Val's biggest... Oh. And, and then, Val like, says this. In the X-Factor annual where we find out yes. the redirect con, uh-huh. it's literally the reason X-Factor is talking at all about Spiral is that Val Cooper is like, so one of my former employees is causing problems. Yes. And everyone's like, why did you hire Spiral? Why the fuck Spiral? did you hire Spiral? It's going... And I love that. I fucking love Val in that comic because first of all, she looks fucking sad. She, she looks has her so long pony. Hot. She has the pony. She looks, uh, oh baby, the bouffant with the pony. It's the, pony. It's the low pony. That is uh huh. The low pony. The low pony and a machine gun. Oh that's, yeah. That's, oh, she pulls out a Gatling gun. That is my Val. My Val. <laughs> yes. Is, my Val is. She's like it's the Clinton administration. Absolutely. I have a low pony and a big <laughs> and a fucking gun. Big bouffant, and I'm snatched, bitch. So anyways, so like Val's pissed about this. Oh, (laughs) yeah. She like, there's like a bunch of fucking like ex-freedom for us random other there's fucking like. She has a great line where she's like, she's like, I was trying to reform some felons, (laughs) which turned out to be a huge mistake. And then she paused, she's like, to be clear, not the concept of reform, just the felons I chose. (laughs) And I was like, I kind of love that. Take that. She's like, because she's like. I admit it. I picked the. She's like, I did pick Mystique and Spiral. Thank so you. that was exactly. kind of a me. Two bitches who don't want to change. <laughs> that, that's kind of a me problem. If you that's were to, on me. A if you bit. were to look at the board of bitches who don't want to change, it is Mystique and Spiral, and that's why I stand. Also, but okay. Yes. Anyway, so going back to this X-Men, like she's crazy. We know that makes sense. She lives in between all of these worlds. She's going around. She's like 
cutting up a picture. She's ranting about dimensional stuff. And like Wolverine and Mystique are like, she's fucking crazy. What is she's always what like talking? About? What are you she's talking so, about? I mean, Mystique and Destiny famously yes. find Spiral very annoying. Oh my God, yes. Also, the fucking, <laughs> that one, New Mutants one with yeah, magic. Where, oh my God, also background context. So it's a New Mutants annual, I think. <laughs> it's, and like, it's not, but it's, 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 like, not. it's in that, it's, it's in the that Simonson realm. period yes, when they're doing uh-huh. them, yeah. So um, Spiral is attacking, I think it's like Pyro. No, he's, she's attacking Sunspot. And like Sunspot, like piggybacks her into a wall. Wall he caves a wall down. down. Caves down a wall on we her. We talked about this in the Destiny episode. Yes. It's iconic yes. because yes, iconic moment. Forge is like Destiny. Wouldn't you have seen that coming? And Destiny's like, Oh, I did, but I hate Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that bit. Spiral's suffering is bomb to my soul. I find her completely <laughs> insufferable. And there are so many little moments of that of characters. Beside. Fucking stand her. I fucking hate Spiral. <laughs> they all hate her. They're so pissed. Like, of all the people that Val hires, the one that they're all like, like, they don't like Spider Woman either because no. Spider Woman doesn't want to be there. Yes. And it's like, why am I on a supervillain team and oh, portrays and also them to the Spider Avengers? Spider Woman does that, like, weird, like, braggy thing where she's like, look what I did. I do love Julia Carpenter, though. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yes, bitch. Probably. I assume that Dakota Johnson is playing Julia Carpenter and not the yes. 85-year-old lady of Madam <laughs> Web. But, like, every clickbait website is like, in the comics, Madam Web is an 85-year-old woman with myasthenia gravis. I'm like... There's a second one who's 35 and hot. And, and it's I bet Dakota that's fucking who Dakota Johnson. Johnson's playing, you fucking idiots. Google it. Oh my God. Okay, anyway. Anyway. So, going back to this Wolverine comic. Yeah. So, tearing shit up. They're like, this bitch is fucking crazy. And she says one of my favorite quotes that is, like, one of the most self-aware nuggets that you get of Spiral. And, like, one of the only ones where you get Spiral talking about, like, her insanity on her terms and in her context. And she's like, of course I'm not sane. No, wait. You paraphrased it, but basically, like, I'm looking at Jordan's notes right now because we're that, we're like that close, Absolutely. huddled around this mic. And Jordan wrote, I'm actually just going to read it because this is great. Jordan wrote, honestly, a huge spiral moment. She shows up to save Mystique and Wolverine from a quantum phantom wraith thing that shows up in some dimensional nexus white room. And they keep going on about how crazy spiral is. And she's like, of course I'm not saying I'm a fucking space time, which was Mojo's slave. Would you be sane? Like, literally, look at what's happening right now. I am always dealing with it, which, like, T, queen, go off. Honestly, she has a point. That's my notes. That's my notes <laughs> for this hug. <laughs> I told you I'm deep in the spiral right now. This is me, like, midnight vomiting. But also, she does have a point. This is what I'm always saying about Madeline Pryor. I'm like, if you found out that you were not a real person Thank by you. everybody else's Thank you. standards, exactly. and also that, like, you were created purely to reproduce, and that the man that you fell in love with, you were programmed to love, Thank and all you. the shit, like, yeah, I would also maybe decide, you know what? I'm going to kill that baby in the world. Th- I'm going like, to throw a I baby. Might, I yeah. might be into that. That's the kind of stuff that leads you to that place in life. <laughs> Famously, as... being strapped to the bow of an interdimensional ship, being kidnapped they fucking, 17 like, jaunt her. times. Have you read the, you read the jaunt? Yes. Like oh they fucking God. jaunt her. Yes, absolutely. They jaunt her. I'd be fucking crazy too. I would be crazy. They jaunt her twice. None of that stuff, in, none of that stuff has happened to me. I'm already crazy. So the jaunt for listeners, if you're not familiar with the jaunt, read the short story, The Jaunt by Stephen King. I'm not even going to spoil it for you because it's so fucking scary. It's one of the best things he's ever written. And it's very short. So just, just take a look and, and don't be, don't be scared. Like just read it. Cause it's, it's scary, but in a, in a way where it's like, 
you will just think about it for the rest of your life. It's not scary like you're going to cry or anything, but it's, it's, I have never stopped thinking about it. And the point is, Rita gets jaunted twice. 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 And then, like, she has these moments. And, of course, like, this is something that Spiral names herself in those long shot minis where she's like, Mojo acts insane. His whole shtick is to act psychotic and it throws you off. But Mojo always knows what he's exactly doing. Exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And like Mojo did that to Rita. It wasn't a whim that he did. He did it oh, to her no. for a reason. He broke he her on brought, purpose to punish Longshot. Absolutely. He brought Which Spiral. Which is so misogynist also. Oh, like it, it's, it's so, thank the thing you. About Spir- well, but the thing about Spiral that, and I understand why, again, like Annie was like, I, have, I call her Annie now because we're like friends. I was, I, there's a Gray Malkin Lane episode coming out soon where, uh, or no, this one already came out. There's a Gray Malkin Lane episode I did with Annie where she, I was like, it, where the, the host, Chad Anderson, who's wonderful, said, one of my personal heroes, Annie Nascenti, like toward the end, she was like, well, I'd like to just point out that Connor Goldsmith is one of my heroes oh, and that I baby. fucking... I would fall on the floor. I almost died. I think you had so, <laughs> And she was like, it's always a pleasure, Connor. And I was like, God, I want to... You're I'm like dead. That's what she sounds like. And I, I, I mean it with all love. She has oh a great God. voice. She was a journalist. <laughs> it is. But so the uh, the point is, yeah, it is <laughs> scrolling through the notes and you've got some battles in there that are so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, like, I understand why Annie intellectually is like, yeah. oh, I hate that Rita got tortured into spiral. Yeah. That really upsets me. It's a horrible but fucking thing. To it is upsetting. And like, yeah, but yeah. it's, she, but when she granted, she was like, I love Fabian and I bet it's done well. Mm-hmm. It is. It because is. Because it is truly like, it actually reminds me of the way that Fabian wrote Threnody. Yes. Who's a character yes. I also really love who, mm-hmm. who Fabian invented. And Fabian didn't know that anyone else ever used her. So he thought that she was just in like three issues. And he was like, I found out she was all over the nineties. I was thrilled. Serenity is fucking insane, yes. but it's because like her power has made her fucking crazy exactly. and she can't help it. And you never feel, and Threnody is a homeless black woman. Like, it would be very easy. She's like Crystal Waters, Gypsy Woman, Bag Lady, like that vibe. Exactly. And it would be very easy for that to be a mm-hmm. racist yeah. oh, character. So easy. But she's yeah. not, I mean, I'm white, but like you're black and you don't think she is. I'm just yeah. saying like she, it, it, the humanity that's and given think, to these people exactly. who have been driven to the brink by their circumstances is actually very moving. And I think I feel a super similar way about Spiral that I do about Threnity is that you have to care enough about these fucking women to invest in them enough to see it. Yes. And, and like, that's why like you, it matters that Hank gives Threnity to Sinister because absolutely. you should like of all the people it's, to give to Mr. Sinister, it's such this a vile girl, fucking this thing girl needed help. Yeah, absolutely. And you decided mm-hmm. to make a deal with Sinister because it benefited you. It's a really nasty fucking betrayal. And in the same way, Mojo doing this to Rita is mm-hmm. important because, and Mojo in Nesenti's conception, and like this is just also pretty textual most of the time, is also gay. Yeah. And I, I think there's something very specifically absolutely. cool about this gay coded mm-hmm. movie producer, television yep. producer guy taking this young woman mm-hmm. and tearing her literally Absolutely. to pieces to turn her into his slave mm-hmm. and use her up until there's nothing left Absolutely. and then employ her to hurt other women. Mm-hmm. And it I think like horrible shit. And this is something that is like very much subtextual. 
there is in the spiral that is left after Mojo eradicates any Rita that there was spiral is fed so much about her obsession about Longshot from Mojo. Yes. He is constantly taunting her. He tells her how ugly she mm-hmm. is because of all of her extra arms. He gave her those. Absolutely. She didn't have them. And it reads very much to me like you're obsessed with Longshot. Yeah, your obsession with mm-hmm. Longshot. You're so obsessed with And Longshot. you're obsessed with the fact that Mojo she has is a fire human. Voice oh, in my head. oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> One of like the nastiest, like mucusy. Yeah. She's always like, I'm not obsessed with Longshot. What are you talking about? Obsessed you're obsessed with Longshot, long you fucking fat asshole. Exactly. I fucking hate you. And like, and he's obsessed with that she, as a human, loved Longshot. Loved him and loved him so much mm-hmm. that she left Earth and came to Mojo World, which is hell. Literally. To try and with, save the slaves there who she had no connection to mm-hmm. besides that she loved this man. And when I'm saying like, people always talk about like, Spiral always goes back to Mojo. She always goes back for reasons like that. I have to say, I... So, like, Mr. and Mrs. X is an interesting Mm -hmm. comic. It's not my favorite because I'm just never a Rogan Gambit person. I actually really like how Teeny wrote them in Excalibur, and I've, I've been enjoying them lately. One of my favorites. Yeah, but, like, I... I've just never cared that much. Like, Mr. and Mrs. X wasn't my favorite, but... Even if they're a bisexual couple, it's just... Well, and they are very bi for bi. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's very bi Well, especially how Teeny writes them, Uh because Uh that's just, like, how Teeny writes... Absolutely. ...any heterosexual couple. And honestly... Which is correct. That's why she's writing Catwoman, and it's right. Teeny is putting the bi at the forefront in Rogan Gambit, and that's why I care. Teeny is an iconic bisexual creator who does not get enough credit for making everyone feel very bi in a very Chris Claremont kind of way, and and it's great. I think that's the law. I think, I think it's important happen. and people should be more thankful and kind about it, in my Thank opinion. Anyway, so point much. is, Mr. and Mrs. X does have one thing that I was... Well, first of all, it features Cerise, who is so pussy, which oh, I'm always bitch, like... <laughs> bitch. Also, I'm always, this is such a... Steve dance. Orlando put a reference to Cerise and Tim Marauders just to make me happy. Oh, because <laughs> He told me, he was like, I threw a Cerise bit in there just to make you happy. And I was like, I love you so just much. Because I love, I mean, I love an Alan Davis Excalibur character, oh, but God. also Cerise is cunt, honey. Uh, uh, also, can we take a second and just like sit in our favorite spiral costumes? Well, the best spiral costume, unfortunately, is the one from the spiral book that I like the least, which is Uncanny X-Force. Which, the which costume is that? The one, it's the Chris Anka design uh, where she has the sheer gray panels with the X and uh, she still kept the boots with the fur. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the panel one it's, and the fucking sleeve. It's black with the gray panels. Bitch, I fucking love it's that outfit. It's so hot. It's so pussy. She, That's, and she barely wears it in the no, comic. It's just on you. the covers. Okay. Also, deep cut. This is maybe, it's one of the early X-Men like part two books and she's only in it She's in like two books back to back. She only wears it in the first one. But she is in this fucking Terry Mugler robot suit. Uh, oh, yeah. you know the Terry Mugler robot suit. About. And it's just like, how dare you give that to us only once? I how love when dare she, I, I also I love the purple cloak with the high collar that oh, she wears. The in, body shop cloak. The, bo- the body shop cloak. When she's bitch. working. Oh. When she's working, Just you honey, we are gonna spend so much with a time. Doctor Strange collar, oh. and it is. I also this flawless. is this is also the faggotry of Spiral. She has outfits for her jobs. 
So he has to put different on an outfit for, for different, different jobs. Which is why we love Emma and it's why we Thank love you. Spiral. Absolutely. You have to have different looks for different occasions. Those are my favorite Spirals. Her regular look is great, honestly. Like, Art Adams drew her as one of, like, 50 Mojo minions that he drew. And Annie Nascenti pointed at her and was like, that one. Chris Claremont looked at her and was like, who's that? And put her in his story immediately because he was like, that character's cool. I think, like, boots with the fur. I think it's the boots that are it's iconic the for me. The Chris it's Anka the design boots. with the panels kept the boots with the fur. Absolutely. Because Chris Anka understands what is iconic about a character. Thank and when you. he redesigns a character, Chris, if you're listening, I don't know if Chris listens to this podcast. I've met Chris a couple times. He's a great guy. Chris Anka understands the essential mm. visual signifiers of the character. And Absolutely. so when Chris Anka is like, okay, Spiral's joining an X-Men team, and they all have these sleek black outfits, what makes it spiral mm -hmm. and like he takes her helmet off which would be honestly that was a pretty it was bold phase. it, was, it bold. was bold but the boots with the fur mm. irreplaceable the whole club is looking at spiral all absolutely the time. oh my god apple bottom tights boots with the fur what is it i think it's in uh in mr and mrs x that she says like she's like I'm shaking in my gorgeous furry Oh, boots. my God, yes. <laughs> yes. But so, anyway. It was like a bomb to my spirit, that moment. Mr. and Mrs. X moment yes. that I was, I was talking about because we're getting, we got off. So off. We got a little tangential. We're dancing the spiral, baby. We're just, we're, we, we got off on a different ground. wing of the spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the point is, one thing I really loved about Mr. and Mrs. X is the Mojo World arc in that is great and particularly great because it explains, like, spiral after Uncanny Experts, the Humphreys one. I don't love that book. It made Betsy Braddock bisexual canonically, so thank you, Sam Humphreys, for that. And there were some other cool designs in it. It's just not my favorite book. Yeah. I don't love the Revenant plot. It's like, we go back to the Cassandra Nova episode where I, I talk about this. I don't want to deal with the fucking Revenant. I don't want to deal with it, and I don't like how literal it made Cassandra Nova in the way that, like, yeah. doesn't... I don't... The, it made the Morrison stuff too literal in a way exactly. I didn't like. So, you know, anyway, and the yeah. point is, and now in the current era, like, they're ignoring it. So who cares? That's it's fine. a big don't That's worry about exactly it. exactly what you should with it. Right. So, however, the, the Spiral stuff, I don't love the, like, we made Spiral love this little girl plot, yeah, which, like, doesn't no. quite work for me, mm -hmm. but Spiral was like a good guy now. Yeah. And was trying. Like exactly. she's not good, but she's trying, which is yes. a, a beat I always like. I like and when I a villain is on the team and absolutely. is trying to be, and particularly it's Betsy's team and Betsy and Spiral work through a lot of their shit in that book in exactly. a way that's fun. Yeah. And then immediately with other writers, she was Mojo's right hand again yeah. with oh, no absolutely. explanation. And I so think, then yeah. Kelly Thompson and Mr. and Mrs. X mm -hmm. explains it. Yes. And it turns out the deal is she's like, Mojo owns a piece of my soul yeah. and I have to get it. And she gets Gambit to steal it from Mojo. Mm -hmm. And that honestly whips. But that honestly, explains why she always goes back. Okay, because she's so, not gonna leave unless she can take all of herself. Okay, so I unless she can save mixed, Rita, she's had, not gonna leave. I had mixed feelings about that because similar to like the Cassandra Nova thing, to a much lesser extent, I felt like it literalized spirals intention too much. I think that the soul of it can be a little more metaphorical. Yes, I like think, I don't need it to be a literal yes, soul, but it's, exactly. she's just like, there's a piece of me And that's how I read it. I read it as like a metaphorical expression yeah. of like, he well, has she says something. even people look at it and see like because Gambit yes. looks at it and sees a six armed baby and uh -huh. she looks at it and sees a jewel and it's yes. like it depends on how exactly. you look at it exactly the point is I he think had it's a something metaphor. of mine that I, I needed to get to take back from him before I could absolutely leave. and I read it as a metaphor and I think it's a metaphor that's there consistently from beginning to end absolutely for spiral In fact, actually honestly 
Now is probably a good time to pause for the Cerebro character file on Rita Wayward, Ricochet Rita, Spiral, Mistress of the Wild Ways. I will take you through her complete publication history from Long Shot Number 1 in 1985 to X Factor 9 in 2021. And then we will come back for more with Jordan Block. I hope you're enjoying this two people in the studio absolute shit show with one mic where we're leaning into each other's mouths but quite honestly i'm having fun it's mouth to mouth baby it's it is truly the oh my god i just heard that in like a like requiem for a dream <laughs> oh god wait no. <laughs> mouth to mouth <laughs> um okay i'm sorry stay tuned we'll be right back x-men x-men Hey everybody, we're doing things a little differently today because I'm excited as Connor Goldsmith, your host, to tell you about the podcast's extraordinary new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is an incredible mobile game, every comic fan's dream. In this mobile squad RPG, you can assemble a team of your favorite superheroes and supervillains, like Dr. Lorna Dane and the iconic Madeline Jennifer Pryor, to save the universe from cosmic threats like Apocalypse and Doctor Doom. Power up your favorite Marvel characters to complete missions, unlock special gear and other resources, and battle other Marvel fans in PvP modes like Alliance War in the real-time arena. Right now, Marvel Strike Force is celebrating their six-year anniversary with a special Deadpool event, and you can sign up using my unique link available right now in the description of every episode. You'll get free stuff in the game just for signing up through this promotion, with weekly bonuses and events all through this anniversary storyline. Log in every day to get special skins, rewards, and the brand new characters being released to celebrate six years of Marvel Strike Force. This is the game's most generous event to date, and I for one can't wait to see all the goodies I can unlock. This promo code works for every new user. Please follow the unique link in this episode description to download Marvel Strike Force so they'll know I sent you. Use the promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Have a blast with this immersive Marvel experience. Thanks to Marvel Entertainment and the team at Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. We now return you to the show. X-Men, X-Men. Spiral, Mistress of the Wildways, Keeper of the Body Shop, the Time Dancer of Death, is a relatively minor villain whose arch-rivalry with Betsy Braddock in the early 90s, the peak of the X-Men franchise's popularity, propelled her to enduring infamy in the X-Men's rogues gallery. Created by Anne Nascenti and Art Adams, Spiral is the slave and chief henchwoman of the alien dictator Mojo, exemplar of the Spineless Ones. As a six-armed, time-traveling swordswoman and sorceress, Spiral's eye-catching design and appealing power set led Chris Claremont to pick her up as a recurring villain for uncanny X-Men stories, and in the long term, she has proven a more enduring character than Longshot himself. Ricochet Rita, identified by later writers with the full name Rita Wayward, is a Hollywood stuntwoman who becomes romantically involved with Longshot, eventually leaving Earth with him in an effort to liberate his home mojo world from slavery. X-Men stories after the conclusion of the original Longshot miniseries reveal their efforts were a failure, and with Longshot's memories erased, Rita became Mojo's prisoner and custodian of his creations, the X-Babies. A retcon by writer Fabian Niciesa in 1992 established that the two women are the same character at different points in her personal timeline. Spiral is Ricochet Rita's future self, who was driven to insanity by Mojo, cybernetically and mystically transformed, and dispatched back in time to help create herself. You following? It's a time paradox. I'm going to relate events in the order they occur in publication. It's important to remember that because Spiral is constantly time-traveling, it's very difficult to figure out in just what order events occur from Spiral's perspective. As such, I'm going to skip over some stories where Spiral just cameos as Mojo's henchwoman, because those could take place pretty much anywhere along the timeline and aren't very relevant to her overall arc. 
Spiral is introduced in the first issue of the 1985 Longshot miniseries by Anne Nascenti and Art Adams, also the debut of the titular character. Both Spiral and Longshot are slaves to Mojo, alien tyrant of the alternate dimension called the Mojoverse, where television and mass media are objects of worship, and a genetically engineered slave race is worked to death making violent blockbuster movies. When Longshot escapes to Earth, Spiral leads a group of Mojoverse enforcers in pursuit. They get stuck on Earth, and in this first appearance, she memorably attempts to sacrifice a human baby to open a portal back to Mojo World. Longshot saves the baby, for the record. In the second issue of the miniseries, we meet Ricochet Rita, who's working on a movie called Raiders of the Lost Temple. Longshot stumbles upon the set, where he's recruited to do stunts as well, and the two thrill-seekers quickly grow close. Spiral manages to use stolen diamonds instead of baby blood to open one of her portals and returns to Mojo's side. She tells him about the people of Earth, who walk on two legs and stand upright, like the boogeymen of the Spineless Ones mythology. Mojo fears that knowledge of free bipeds will cause a slave uprising in Mojo World among his bipedal servants, so he and Spiral return to Earth to capture Longshot before he can spread this news. It's clear quickly enough that Spiral despises Mojo, who constantly mocks her for her ugly and freakish appearance, noting these humans would never accept her as one of them. Arriving at Ricochet Rita's home, Mojo murders her dog Saxophone, and Spiral takes her hostage. Dancing back to the Mojoverse, they affix Rita to the prow of Mojo's interdimensional ship, forcing her to perceive all of space and time as it journeys through the wildways. Rita is driven insane and left fully catatonic. Spiral leaves her paralyzed, silently screaming body back at her house as a surprise for Longshot. While Longshot still doesn't remember his past, he's able to deduce during his battle with Spiral that she has some sort of deeper feeling for him, perhaps based on a shared history. This infuriates her. Longshot defeats Mojo and Spiral, who escape back to Mojo World, with the help of Doctor Strange, who's also able to restore Rita's mind. After mourning her dog, Rita decides to accompany Longshot to the Mojoverse, where she can help him and his friend Quark liberate their fellow slaves. This is the end of the Longshot miniseries, to which a planned sequel never materialized. During the run of the Longshot miniseries, Chris Claremont brings Spiral over to Uncanny X-Men, where she joins Mystique's new group Freedom Force under the direction of U.S. government official Dr. Valerie Cooper and aids in the apprehension of Magneto before his famous trial. In Uncanny X-Men 205, published a few months after the end of the Longshot miniseries, we see the Body Shop, that's Body S-H-O-P-P-E, it's old-timey and kitschy, for the first time when Lady Deathstrike and her comrades hire Spiral to turn them into lethal cyborgs. Spiral's mastery of mystical cybernetics and ability to reshape flesh like a superhuman plastic surgeon will become essential elements of the character going forward. Spiral's back in Mojo's service by New Mutants Annual No. 2 in 1986, where she helps him kidnap telepath Betsy Braddock and brainwash her into the slave they call the Psylocke. Spiral outfits Betsy with a pair of bionic eyes, as Betsy had been blinded by the villain Slaymaster in the pages of Captain Britain. The Psylocke is employed to lure children into the Mojoverse through the television, and Spiral transforms these victims, including a few of the New Mutants, into superhuman warriors. Doug Ramsey, the New Mutant's cipher, is able to liberate Betsy from her mind control, and Spiral's other hostages are recovered. Unbeknownst to the X-Men, or to Betsy Braddock, who soon joins their number, Betsy's bionic eyes operate as cameras, enabling Mojo and Spiral to turn the X-Men's adventures into television programming on Mojo World. Over in X-Factor, written by Louise Simonson, Spiral appears with Freedom Force once more as they attempt to capture mutant fugitive Rusty Collins in Central Park, but she suddenly abandons the battle when she senses something special nearby. Mystique is not amused. That same month, in Uncanny X-Men 209, Rachel Summers, bleeding to death for reasons, see her episode, is staggering out of the park when she's contacted by Spiral. The time dancer tempts Rachel with visions of the beautiful adult woman she could become if given a chance to flourish in the right environment. 
Rachel goes with Spiral through a portal into the Mojoverse, abruptly departing Uncanny X-Men. This was to lead to a Phoenix miniseries by Chris Claremont and Rick Leonardi, but it was cancelled. Instead, Rachel will finally escape servitude in Mojo World in 1988's Excalibur, The Sword is Drawn. Back in 1986, just a month later, Spiral is tangling with the broader Marvel Universe in both the Avengers and West Coast Avengers annuals. She's with Freedom Force again here, and she absolutely kicks Monica Rambeau's ass, which is a pretty significant indicator that, oh, this character is very powerful. She also beats up Iron Man, but lots of people do that. A few months later, she's with Mojo again for the 1986 Uncanny X-Men annual, in which Mojo and Spiral kidnap and de-age the X-Men. Don't worry about it, but it sets the tone for a lot of X-Baby stories in the future. Anyway, the New Mutants come to the rescue, and during the battle, Spiral's unable to tolerate fighting alongside Longshot, who's been re-enslaved and memory wiped by Mojo following the end of his miniseries. She attacks Longshot, angering Mojo, who pulls her out of combat and chastises her. When the X-Men ultimately defeat Mojo, they convince Spiral to restore them to normal in exchange for letting her leave. We learn in this story that Spiral was once in the spotlight, and that she longs to return to it, but what this means exactly is left unrevealed. She returns to Earth, and Mojo privately delights in Longshot joining the X-Men, because he knows it will piss the hell out of Spiral. Spiral next appears in the franchise-wide event Fall of the Mutants as part of Freedom Force. When Destiny foresees the death of the X-Men in Dallas, Freedom Force goes down south to prevent it. They end up battling the X-Men despite their best intentions, and Spiral uses a spell to bind Destiny's mask to Dazzler's face with a magic sword, blinding her. When the two teams call a truce to battle the cosmic being called the Adversary, Reality Distortion finds Spiral unable to reverse her spell. She doesn't really care, but Dazzler isn't happy about it. Alongside the rest of Freedom Force, Spiral witnesses the apparent deaths of the X-Men and Madeline Pryor, who sacrificed their energy to the mystic called Ford so he can banish the adversary. In New Mutant 65, Colossus's sister Magic comes to Dallas, planning to murder Forge to avenge the death of her brother. Freedom Force anticipates her coming thanks to Destiny, and a battle breaks out between them and the New Mutants. Spiral ends up crushed by falling debris, and Destiny reveals to Forge that she allowed it to happen because she finds Spiral totally insufferable. In a backup story in the 1988 Uncanny X-Men annual, Ricochet Rita appears as one of Mojo's prisoners. Abandoned by Longshot after he was memory-wiped, Rita listens as Mojo complains about the deaths of the X-Men, his most reliable source of ratings. Rita suggests simply recasting, and for her troubles is once more strapped to the prow of Mojo's ship, instructed to guide him to find proper replacements. This time Rita keeps her wits about her, staring into the maw of time and space without flinching. While piloting the ship, she's briefly able to sense Longshot when the X-Men, who aren't actually dead, are teleported somewhere by their ally Gateway. Meanwhile, Mojo auditions a series of alternate reality versions of the X-Men, and is absolutely aghast by the final contenders, the X-Babies. The babies win Mojo's love when his major domo reveals they are a ratings hit, and they rescue Rita from the prow, escaping into the deeper Mojoverse with her. The following year, Spiral and Freedom Force turn up in Daredevil 269, written by her creator Anne Nascenti. In this story, Spiral has been deputized by Mystique to lead Blob and Pyro on a mission to apprehend an unregistered mutant girl. They are unsuccessful. A few months later, Ricochet Rita returns in Excalibur Mojo Mayhem, a special issue that's basically an annual. Here, the X-Babies are on the run, pursued by a servant of Mojo called The Agent. Eventually, it's revealed that The Agent is a brainwashed and transformed Rita, and The X-Babies convince Mojo to free her in exchange for their willing service. Rather than go with Excalibur, Rita decides to stay in Mojo World with the X-Babies as their guardian and manager. The better to keep them as safe from Mojo as possible. The same month, Spiral and Mojo appear in Betsy Braddock's dream sequences in Uncanny X-Men 256, the key that breaks the lock, as Betsy is transformed by the hand. Claremont's intention when writing this story was that Spiral and Mojo are merely figments of Betsy's imagination, like many other characters who appear in the dream sequences. This is the last appearance of Spiral before Chris Claremont's departure from the franchise. 
Two years later, Spiral Stars is the antagonist in a truly insane and fully delightful Marvel Comics Presents story, Life in Wartime. Starring Firestar, this little tale by Marie Jabins, Marcus McLaurin, and Dwayne Turner has mostly gone without comment, perhaps because it's sharing issue space with Barry Windsor Smith's famous Weapon X, but it's worth a read for Spiral fans. Basically, Firestar isn't registered under the Mutant Registration Act, so Freedom Force goes after her. When Firestar's father interrupts the dance, Spiral impales him with her swords. He gets better. Spiral then makes it her mission to destroy Firestar, and only backs down when Mystique helps Firestar fake her own death. I am not making this up. The following year, in X-Men 5, Spiral discovers Longshot is alive and immediately tries to capture him to bring him to Mojo. He escapes with the help of his friend Lila Cheney. Over in the Larry Hama run on Wolverine, Mystique approaches Wolverine for help with Spiral, who's become even crazier lately after the disbanding of Freedom Force. Uttering her name alerts Spiral, who appears to them. It turns out Spiral's abandoned Mojo after learning his latest time travel plan would retroactively destroy the universe. Unfortunately, Mystique and Wolverine's meeting place happens to be on a time stream locus, which attracts Mojo right to them. He sends a plasma rate to kill them all, but they survive. Spiral then takes Wolverine, Mystique, and their allies on a journey through time to stop Mojo and save all creation. It is kind of wild that this story takes place in the Wolverine solo. A month later, in the 1992 X-Factor annual, Fabian Niciesa writes the story that will change Spiral as a character forever. The Historians of Tales to Come, part of the cross-annual event Shattershot. Valerie Cooper, like Mystique, is concerned about Spiral, who hunts down and attacks the inventor Arise, a rogue spineless one who had escaped from his master Mojo after creating Longshot. Spiral explains to Arise that in the future, his future and her past, he will create Spiral too, by torturing and modifying Ricochet Rita. In flashback, we learn how Rita came to be Mojo's prisoner, and why Rita and Longshot failed. Longshot always fails. This rebellion was only the latest in a Sisyphean cycle where Longshot escapes slavery, becomes the hero of the Mojoverse, leads a rebellion, fails, is mind-wiped again, and starts over. At some point in Spiral's past, Mojo had a twisted idea. Again, he fully opened Rita's mind to all of time and space, in a method apparently much more aggressive than guiding the ship had been. Her love for Longshot was twisted into bitter resentment for his abandonment, and her memories got all mixed up. Mojo then forced Arise to turn Rita into a mystical cyborg, and tasked their new creation, Spiral, with going back in time to attack Ricochet Rita, beginning the stable time loop. Spiral has finally remembered everything, and come to kill Arise in the hopes that she might prevent at least one timeline's Rita from becoming a monster. X-Factor, at Val Cooper's direction, is able to stop Spiral, giving Arise the opportunity to join her in rebellion against Mojo. Spiral reveals to Arise that all rebellions in the Mojoverse will fail, just like Longshot's, for the next hundred years. Until a messiah called Shatterstar, the offspring of a Mojo world slave and a human from Earth, leads the final revolution that destroys Mojo and liberates his slaves. Arise and Spiral agree to work together to help ensure this future comes to pass. A few months later, in X-Men 11 by Jim Lee and Scott Lobdell, Longshot and the X-Men return to Mojo World and apparently kill Mojo, who's replaced by his own handsome and apparently benevolent clone, Mojo 2 the sequel. Spiral is curiously not present at all in this story. After Mojo's defeat, Dazzler and Longshot discover Dazzler is pregnant, and Longshot, unaware of Spiral's prophecy, suggests they name the baby Shatterstar. They remain in the Mojoverse to observe the new rule of Mojo 2. Two years after her big moment in that X-Factor annual by Niciesa, Spiral returns in Niciesa's 1994 X-Men arc Soul Possessions, which ties up the ongoing Psylocke and Revanche plot. See episode 73 on Kanon. Here a retcon reveals that Spiral was physically present in Uncanny X-Men 256, and indeed helped Matsuo Sarayaba and the Hand transform Betsy Braddock. In fact, what she did was swap Betsy's mind with that of Matsuo's brain-dead lover, Kanon. But driven to jealous anger by Matsuo's love for Kanon, Spiral decided to cause problems on purpose. 
She totally jumbled up the two women's minds in DNA, creating two women of different races with a vague physical resemblance, each one convinced she was the real Betsy Braddock. As retcons to fix big continuity messes go, this one's pretty elegant. After a vicious duel with Betsy, Spiral betrays her own guilty conscience about the whole affair, and helps Betsy sort out what really happened to her in Kanon. When Kanon dies in Betsy's body, her mind and Betsy's are entirely separated at last, and Betsy's complete psyche is restored in Kanon's body. In a 1996 Wolverine special written by Dan Slott, Spiral appears in the service of Mojo 2 and briefly kidnaps Wolverine to make him star in a Mojo 2 program. Two months later, Ricochet Rita appears in, of all things, a Marvel Image intercompany crossover between X-Force and Youngblood, bringing together creator Rob Liefeld's two most popular teams and edited by Rob Liefeld. In this story, told through the brilliantly titled one-shots Youngblood slash X-Force number one and X-Force slash Youngblood number one, X-Force and Youngblood team up to help the rebels in the Mojoverse, including Rita, who apparently has yet to be twisted into Spiral. They battle a new version of the Agent from Excalibur Mojo Mayhem, who turns out to be a brainwashed Dazzler this time, just like it was a brainwashed Rita in that earlier story. So far as I can tell, this dubiously canonical Rob Liefeld crossover is the last appearance of a pre-Spiral Ricochet Rita, which is frankly insane. Spiral next appears in a Marvel fanfare longshot story by Jaime Campos and Stephen Jones, in which she abandons her job working for Mojo 2 the sequel because he turns out to be just as bad as Mojo was. Who could have seen that coming? She joins forces with the Rebels and helps them overthrow Mojo 2. Simultaneously, a story in Jeff Loeb's run on X-Force reveals that the original Mojo has returned and seized control immediately of Mojo World once more. These rebellions really do always fail. Mojo, aware of the prophecy that Shatterstar of X-Force will one day defeat him, tasks Spiral with kidnapping Shatterstar and Cable so he can nip the problem in the bud. When he manages to mortally wound Shatterstar, Spiral panics and teleports both Shatterstar and X-Force to the Wiseman Institute for the Criminally Insane, where X-Force had previously discovered a strange, apparently brain-dead coma patient named Benjamin Russell, who is identical to Shatterstar. Spiral, who's strangely familiar with Benjamin Russell, uses her magic to transfer Shatterstar's dying soul into Benjamin's receptive body, saving Shatterstar's life and setting the prophecy back on track. When prompted by Cable to explain her betrayal of Mojo, Spiral sheds a tear and demurs. Is it not enough that Shatterstar will live again to fulfill his destiny? Is it not enough to say that both young men mean more than all the world to me? What the hell does that mean? Well, in the interim between the first mentions of the Shatterstar prophecy and this arc, Dazzler's pregnancy by Longshot had apparently ended in a miscarriage. This new storyline created some ambiguity as to who actually was Shatterstar's mother, Dazzler or Spiral. My takeaway has always been that Spiral must have raised Shatterstar, whomever his biological mother might be, but this is all speculative. Shatterstar cannot remember, and the story has mostly not been explored. Many years later, Peter David would firmly establish that Dazzler and Longshot are Shatterstar's parents, though they do not remember him. The Benjamin Russell plot, and Spiral's mysterious role in it, has not been revisited. Anyway, Spiral retreats into the wild ways in her body shop, hiding from Mojo. She's interrupted there in Ben Robb's run on Excalibur by a cult called the Dragons of the Crimson Dawn, who you simply do not need to worry about. The one interesting bit here is that Spiral, like Betsy over in the X-Men titles, is forced to bind herself to the Crimson Dawn and bear its mark. She helps Excalibur rescue Betsy's brother Brian, aka Captain Britain, and stresses that she no longer serves Mojo. Simultaneously in publication, Spiral appears as an antagonist in a Beast solo miniseries by Keith Given and Cedric Noken, where she's hired by the terrorist Viper to modify the former New Mutant Karma's kidnapped younger siblings, Leong and Nga. Spiral transforms them to brainwashed adult supervillains, but Beast teams up with Karma and Cannonball to rescue Leong and Nga and destroy the body shop. 
Spiral makes only two cameo appearances over the next several years, in her classic role as Mojo's henchwoman, but I think these stories must take place earlier in her personal timeline. Notably, in one of these stories, 2002's Exiles 18 by Judd Winnick and Mike McCone, we're told that there is allegedly only one Mojoverse, which connects to every potential Earth. In 2005, seven years after her last major appearance, Spiral, no longer bearing the mark of the Crimson Dawn, is the primary antagonist of the Rob Liefeld and Fabian Niciesa miniseries X-Force Shatterstar. Spiral is absolutely bugfuck-insane in this story and plans to destroy the universe by channeling a being called the Scorn. Do not worry about the Scorn. Do not worry about this miniseries. She displays no particular interest in Shatterstar beyond not wanting him to foil her plans and ends up genociding an entire Earth? Little Spiral things. Who knows when in her personal timeline this is, honestly, but in the end she basically allows Shatterstar to capture her and X-Force takes her into custody. Only a month later, though, Spiral is working as Mojo's right-hand woman again in Chris Claremont's reload return to Uncanny X-Men. She and Mojo attack the Xavier Mansion in an effort to turn the X-Men into babies again, but are defeated. This plot gets dropped after the decimation, in which all but about 200 mutants worldwide are depowered. Under new Uncanny X-Men writer Ed Brubaker, Spiral is one of the supervillain geniuses Hank McCoy consults in his desperate efforts to reverse the decimation. She's not particularly interested in helping, but when Mojo tells her that without more mutants his ratings will nosedive, Spiral offers Beast some advice. It was magic that caused the decimation, not science, and so the answer will be magic, not science. Spiral returns some months later for the Sisterhood arc by Matt Fraction and Greg Land, in which the Red Queen, the psychic ghost of an evil Jean Grey from an alternate dimension, do not worry about it, poses as a resurrected Madeline Pryor and forms a new Sisterhood of Mutants. The Red Queen offers to resurrect a loved one for each of her new sisters, and Spiral joins up, though who she wants resurrected is a mystery. The Sisterhood is a massive flop, and Spiral just kind of dips out the back when things go south. Spiral then occurs in an X-Babies miniseries by Greg Scheigel and Jacob Shabbat, in which she betrays Mojo yet again to work for a rival called Mr. Veach. The X-Babies defeat Veach, and Spiral decides to work for the X-Babies instead, in an interesting reprise of her time with them as Ricochet Rita. We see her working for Mojo again a year later in the 2010 one-shot Wolverine Development Hell. In writer Sam Humphrey's 2013 relaunch of Uncanny X-Force, a new X-Force team led by Betsy Braddock crosses paths with Spiral in Los Angeles while investigating a drug ring. Cast out by Mojo, Spiral has lost most of her powers and is protecting a young, newly manifested mutant girl named Ginny, who has the telepathic power to build natural psychic community with others. Betsy refuses to trust Spiral, and Ginny ends up kidnapped and used as a host body by the Owl Queen, an alternate future version of Cassandra Nova. Do not worry about this. See the Cassandra Nova for more, if you must know. Spiral is more lucid than ever before in this story, with proper recall of her former life as Ricochet Rita, and clearly regrets the things she did to Betsy while in Mojo's service. The two women reach a sort of understanding over the course of the series, and toward the end of the run, Spiral officially joins the team in an absolutely stunning new design by Chris Anka. It's in the episode cover art. I'm obsessed with it. Spiral disappears after the conclusion of Uncanny X-Force and does not continue into the new X-Force volume by Cy Spurrier. Four years later, back in her classic costume and once again working for Mojo, she appears in the Rogue and Gambit series Mr. and Mrs. X by Kelly Thompson and Jan Basaldwa. With Rogue and Gambit kidnapped and forced to perform in endless Mojoverse productions, Spiral secretly conspires to free Gambit and repair Rogue's broken mutant power. In return, Gambit uses his teething skills to locate the one thing Spiral still needs from Mojo, and the reason she keeps coming back to him. A portion of Ricochet Rita's soul, which he has kept closely guarded to keep Spiral in line. Once she's whole again, Spiral frees Rogue and Gambit and dances away to parts unknown only to be back in Mojo's service following the 2019 soft reboot House of X and Powers of Ten by writer Jonathan Hickman. In a new volume of X-Factor by Leah Williams and David Baleon, we see that the Mojoverse has evolved for the internet age and is now focused on streaming. 
Spiral's one of the top Mojo World streamers alongside Adam X the Extreme and Shatterstar, participating in Bloodsport and garish grisly reality entertainment for adoring fans. Spiral's new TV shows are coordinated by her young friend Ginny from Uncanny X-Force. They cross paths with X-Factor while the team is investigating the Mojo World death of depowered mutant Sofia Montega. Spiral seems sinister as the old days, but Sophia later tells our heroes that Spiral, along with Adam X and Shatterstar, attempted to help her while she was in trouble there. Spiral and Adam are presumably being kept compliant with neural implants like Shatterstar is. In the penultimate issue of X-Factor, the team recruits Dazzler and Lila Cheney to help rescue Shatterstar from the Mojoverse. The Kirkoans and Mojo World Rebels unite to depose Mojo and place the Mojoverse under Kirkoan control, liberating all its slaves, at least for now. That presumably includes Spiral, though she hasn't been seen since. Is she welcome on Krakoa? She is not a mutant and has done much harm to many people who now call Krakoa home. But she is a victim herself and a frequently repentant one. Perhaps the dance will lead her to the island. But for now, we must simply follow her lead. X-Men, X-Men. Then, then dance! Spin your spirals! Dance, 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 spin it, dance, dance, stop the dance, you may not stop it, you may never stop the dance, you don't, you stop the dance, 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 don't interrupt the 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 dance. Welcome back, we're here talking about Spiral, Jordan is crying laughing right now, snorting, just snorted, I snorted. We are here, back in my apartment in West Hollywood, talking about Spiral. We think she's a queen. I hope that that character file was in any way understandable because, (laughs) babes, the only thing I have to say is good luck. This is a rough one. (laughs) It's going to be a journey, and I think the thing about Spiral is you have to want to be along for the journey. Yeah, no, you have to join her. Absolutely, you have to make the choice, much like Rachel. Much like Rachel. You have to opt into the body choice. You have to opt into the body shop and Spiral will find you. Mm -hmm. Spiral will know when you're ready. And for any spiral ambivalence, spiral but like fencer. some of you may be feeling Betsy'd where you like did not sign up, no. and I understand. That oh, that's, like, that's very understand because that is also very spiral to do, <laughs> yeah, and that's so also sometimes you don't opt in. That is a lens on this episode that I could understand. It's just like, oh my god, what the fuck? What happened am I to listening me? to? We're like an hour and a half into this, and I don't know what is going on. No one's had a coherent thought in ninety minutes. <laughs> Who are these two faggots? What are they talking about? Why are they screaming about this bitch with six arms? Dance, dance, dance. Pride. It is Pride Month. It is Pride Month. And Spiral's gay. Do you know who else is gay? Rachel (laughs) fucking (laughs) Spiral is actually like shockingly straight for a Chris Claremont villain. But Rachel's gay as fuck. Rachel's gay as fuck. And also, I want to challenge a little bit that Spiral's straight. I don't think i mean we have well, the long I mean, shot no, of it no, rita rita is straight rita, okay, spiral's fair. gay no fair rita is straight spiral is at least spiral's queer. at least pan. yeah no for sure yeah because the spiral of it all with uh-huh. betsy is a lot it's a lot also the spiral of it all with rachel is and a the lot spiral of it all with dazzler is a lot oh but baby you we'll st- get there. You stab women in the face that you love. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, all, it's she a horrible. Penetrates, she penetrates Dazzler in the face. Yeah, she face fucks her with a sword. <laughs> with, with a knife. We'll get there. We'll get there. Knife. Anyways, oh my god, the fucking Rachel Summers of it all. Going- this is after the Celine moment with the blood scent. This yes. is Rachel's bleeding out. Friedrich von Rohm is mm-hmm. hunting her blood scent. Yep. And honestly, like I, one of the most fucking iconic 
books I've ever read. This is when Harry Leland fucking dies. It sure is. Oh my god. We this get a John Romita Jr. art. We get the Celine moment. This uh, is right after Rachel and Celine's big fight. Yep. After, you know, where like <laughs> where where Celine has her little They're mannequin blown up. Lesbian dom sex scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where she's just like, oh no, not me being oh held in your Phoenix Wait, fist. No, this is right after it's that. It's literally Ra- right after it's Rachel's fucking in this. <laughs> Rachel Fuck. Psionically? Rachel Summers. Yes. The Phoenix strap is always ready. She gets Phoenix strap. Also, I just want to put this out there into the universe, into the multiverse. The connections between Rachel and Betsy. Is Spiral a lesbian matchmaker? I think the answer is yes. I think she is because Spiral literally takes Rachel away, which means that the X-Men need a telepath, which is why Betsy joins the X-Men. Spiral yented this all together. Spiral like lives 40 in years all ago. timelines. Spiral believes in gay love. Spiral knows that those bitches gay. She and you know we don't know why Spiral does what she does. Who's to say she's not like they need to fuck. They need she's to fuck. Instinctive. She's, she's just like instinctive. Mm, she knows. She knows what needs. Her methods, these two need to be dyking. They do. And they just do. Her methods are unorthodox. Yes, sure. unorthodox. <laughs> unorthodox methods of organizing a blind date. Or, but, but, and it's very effective. long game. It's a very long game because it took like a while for them to be in the what same does room. Time matter to but her? no, exactly. Spyro's experienced a thousand years. She's like, who cares? You'll get there when you get there. Love wins. Eventually. Truly. Love is love is love that is, is love. Actually That's actually a spiral. Yeah, for no. spiral. Love wins eventually. Yeah. She's like, and I fucking hate it. But it <laughs> and does. Fuck, and it pisses me off, but it's fun and quirky. It's funny, though. Oh well, because God. here's the thing about Spiral. Spiral has bought into the mojo aesthetic of, like, yeah. everything needs a narrative. Like, yeah, everything absolutely. needs to have a happy ending. Or if it's not a happy mm-hmm. ending, it needs to have, like, a crowd-pleasing yes. ending. Absolutely. She is like That's the other thing that I really liked in Mr. and Mrs. X with her is that she gets it. She's like, Rogue and Gambit are really popular, so I need to make sure they're together at the end of this story, which is funny. Yeah, she understands narrative. And also like manipulating that with her son. (laughs) I mean her son Shatterstar, you mean? We're gonna get to the We're gonna get to it. Shatterstar has two mommies. We're gonna get there. Two mommies. Spiral is Shatterstar's mother. That is his mother. That's his mother, and we're gonna have an ode to it at some point. I'm going to scream into the microphone for about 20 uninterrupted minutes. Oh, I'm just gonna sit and watch, and I'm just gonna let you go. The funniest thing about roaming around your house with this mic. No, it's true. Like the best thing about sharing a mic is that every now and then I have to just simply like because. So here's here's the funny story, guys. So I'm very very crazy and obsessive compulsive about editing this podcast, and one of the things I do that is why it takes me so long is that we were actually talking about this before we recorded. Mm -hmm. So like I'm Jewish and Irish. Jordan is black and Jewish. If you are from like a background that's not waspy, there is this idea called collaborative overlap. Thank you. <laughs> where Thank you. you get excited and talk over each other, uh, and it's not rude. No, it's just like a it's thing just how you talk. that we do. Absolutely. And, and it, we have like a social contract about it. We know it is going to happen. Like, it's not a thing that like occurs. You just like fucking. It's just it. fine. Yeah. And so, but however. I understand that not everyone receives it that way. <laughs> and so and I also that being on the receiving end of a just bold of word vomiting just into like a microphone. Screaming is a lot, but no. But so I spend a lot of time separating out the vocal tracks so that my guests and I don't talk over each other. Because, like, for example, the Zeb Wells episode, mm-hmm. his audio got corrupted. So I had to work from the combined audio mm-hmm. and 
the first comment I got was, you talked over this guest a lot. And I was like, we were having a good time. Shut the fuck up. We were kiki Also, I wasn't asking for notes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what Patrick Sullivan said in the Valerie Cooper episode. He was like, I'll let you know when we're asking for notes. Thank you like, so much. Because exactly. like, leave, I am giving you free content also, once a week. Leave me alone. I just want to advance, declare, I know this episode is a tour down the spiral. That's why we're here. We're spiraling. Hold People. you up front. We this is going to be a journey. Do not, do not come to me. Do not come to me. I don't want any emails to the account like, hmm, that episode was weird. I just want to say I love you all. I know some of you. Oh, I, I love, love you some completely. Of you. I don't want to hear any notes. I yeah, no, I love, I love hearing from my listeners. Yes. I simply though don't want to hear that episode was weird. I'm like, well, guess what? There's 80 others. They, so like <laughs> check them out. I don't know what to tell Skip you. Ahead. Like the Conan episode, people there I got like three emails that were like, you did a lot of reading in that episode. And I was like, yeah. Bitch, we're talking about comic yeah, books. Yeah, well, and also like it's a complicated story yes. and a lot of people haven't read it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do that. And also like it was so funny. Like, I would people, love to hear how we dive into I know. this whole fucked up shit. I know, show. and like, so also the very fuck up. spiral of an episode to immediately go antagonistic. <laughs> I know, to start like yelling at my own audience. <laughs> I know, exactly. No, I know, I know. I'm sorry. It's a spiral Listen, of if you're listening, I love you. I actually genuinely. I just started the new Patreon project where I'm reading one Claremont issue every week as a story time. The Cerebral Claremont Marathon. I'm very excited about it. And the response has been amazing. And I honestly do love you guys. Like, I can't tell you how we are sitting in an apartment right now that I am paying for with this podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially because crazy. I work in publishing. I never have money. So the idea, like, <laughs> the idea that like, oh, I can move to Los Angeles and have an apartment because I have a podcast that people listen to is wild. And I'm so glad you're here. However, please don't send notes please don't on send, please this don't episode. Send notes. I don't Literally, like, you logged in and you saw the title was Spiral. What did you think you, you were knew. Get? No, I mean, like, if I say something fucked up, let yeah. me know. Like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. like, I had one person reach out and just be like, you said something that I think came across like a way you didn't mean on race. I was like, shit, no, let, me, yeah, let yeah. me address that. Also, please give me those notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want those notes. Those notes are great. But notes like, that episode had a lot of funny voices. And I'm like, yeah, because people come to this show for the funny voice hour. The, the voices are fucking yeah, so, iconic. Like, I also had six emails, to be clear, that were like, I love how much reading you did this episode. Thank so like, you. But it's the three that were like, I you honestly, did too much reading that made me like, oh. When I'm plugging away, also, this has to be known. I listen to every single fucking episode. You know, Jordan texts me about every episode. Like, day after. I know. It makes me so happy, yeah, honestly. Just, I love you, baby. I love you, too. Aww. No, what was the panel I sent you? I think it was... <laughs> The fucking rogue one. It was the fucking rogue panel that I set you. Yes. <laughs> you were like, I read this in your voice. <laughs> and it was like, I'm gonna stab you, Spiral. I'm gonna read it because yes, you, you did text it to me and I can scroll up. Witch, I'll have your heart, Spiral. <laughs> and Spiral says, You tried once, Rogue. This time you might not be so lucky. Because, oh, one thing about Spiral is Spiral is one of, there are a few characters oh where if God. Rogue tries to absorb them, yes. they possess her. Uh-huh. And also, Spiral is one of them. again, recurring theme on this podcast yeah, that no, I know it, is Rogue is not your, of the- Your blood, your heart, you foolish girl or man, or whatever it is. Rogue but is like, not of the soundest mental no, constitution. And so, you can, like, so the ones that we've seen is like Juggernaut uh -huh. because of like the power of the Juggernaut overpowers her. Sinister overpowers her. I mean, duh. Which like, duh. 
It's just like also you, spiral overpowered. And spiral, you, maybe she, you didn't stand it. She touches spiral, and it's just like bitch. Uh, and also, is, spiral looks at you like you dummy bitch. But like even when Betsy like psionically interface, like when they're even in on in the Humphreys and Kenny X first, when Betsy and Spiral are like on good, like relatively good terms, oh, and they yeah. work through their shit. When Betsy like jumps in Spiral's head for a second, she's like, Jesus, fuck, like, dude, like, God, I hate. And this. also, again, to circle back. <laughs> Gets like back to the spiral of it all, where she's like, "Yeah, no, I know it's fucked up in here. It's yeah. been dark." Spiral's dude. like, "Yeah, no, it sucks yeah. to be me." No, and she's like, "Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Thanks. Right? Exactly. Okay. Still pissed. How about at me? a little fucking right. sympathy? Still pissed at me, Betsy, because quite honestly, like I was not a nobleman's daughter. Again. I'm a stunt woman who got turned into a psycho time witch. To so quote, not my problem. To really, quote my queen. It's brutal out here." <laughs> Anytime someone jumps in spiral. Olivia out. Rodrigo is the creation of the Mojoverse. Oh, <laughs> she. Oh, absolutely. She absolutely, like that is like that is, Mojo and Spiral you know, and the Majordomo focus group to that for oh, like absolutely years. Do you know who who Olivia Rodrigo gives me? There is like these like couple like side panels of like that one girl with the brunette bob. Who's always like by major domo? Oh, minor domo. Yes, minor domo. I love that bitch for real. I, the, the fact that they invented a character called minor domo I is very funny. Girl, I stand minor domo. I've seen her three minor, times in well, my life. She's never really appeared. Minor domo has a page on the Marvel Universe appendix, which is a site I shout out sometimes because it's like all of the characters that will never get a handbook entry because no, they do not have a full Zaladin. Minor domo does not deserve. It, <laughs> the to funniest be clear. thing was when I was on with Chad most recently on Gray Malkin Lane. This is the episode that I think hasn't come out yet by the time you're hearing this. It was me and Annalise Bissa and Sarah Sentry. It was a lot of fun. He mentioned, he has not listened to my Candy Southern episode, but he mentioned that he wrote the Marvel Universe appendix page on Candy Southern. I was like, bitch, we shout that page out in the Candy Southern episode. Now he has to listen. You know who has listened to my Candy Southern episode? Al Ewing. All four and a half hours. Oh, oh. <laughs> and so when I was like, Al, why isn't Candy Southern on the cover with all the defenders? Bring her back. He was like, you know what? I should have given her a tarot card at the very least. Thank and you. I was like, thank you, Thank Al. you. That's all I needed. That's all I've asked. At this point, when you listeners have already, like, Jordan hasn't heard the Al Ewing episode yet. That is one of the most wonderful experiences I've had in this podcast, is just sitting. Al was like, I want to break the Cerebro record. And we sat for five and a half I'm hours. Sick. I'm sick. I am like sour. And by the way, he's in England. We started at like 8 p.m. his time, and we went until like the wee hours of the morning. It was the witching hour by the time Al Ewing was like, all right, well, that was a great time. It was great to talk to you. I was like, he's such a jewel. I love my friend Al Ewing. For all of your guests. I love all my guests. Your Kieran voice is one of my favorites. Well, Kieran voice is just very specific because Kieran talks like sort of like this. It's also not how he talks. It's not how he talks, but it's sort of like in my head. In my head, it's how he talks. You know? It's like how you internalize it. It's how in my thoughts Mm -hmm. Kieran sounds. But when you replay Kieran, to when yourself. I replay Kieran in my faults, he sounds like this. Now, my favorite bit in that episode was when he kept saying four oh to mean God, four. Yes, yes. And I had to be like, people are gonna think you're talking about the Fantastic Four. I I'm have to so clarify. Glad you had that breakdown also. Because you wouldn't <laughs> have you would have thought he was talking about the Fantastic I was like, Four. Bestie, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? I love his accent. Oh Here's God. the thing. Here's the thing about the accents. First of all, I only do white people accents that's because true. I think that's important. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Thank God. But also. I have an accent, yeah. and my accent is funny, and people make fun. Of, I say Emma Frost with a W you in do, it. And I love so, like, what is so like? You know, who am I to you know? I, I also think 
anyone can do white people accents. It's fine. Oh, no, I agree. Our accents are fair game. But, like, I'm not, like, I just, I was doing the Claremont read and I got to. Don't do Angel. Well, well, (laughs) I got to Sunfire. You mean Angel Salvador? Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm like, that's it. Uh, well, well, listen, we just did the Cecilia Reyes episode. Guess what? I didn't read a lot of Cecilia Reyes dialogue. I bet because not. Would have been fucking racist yeah, if I did. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> would have been real fucking bad. It would have been bad. Yeah, would have no. been real bad. I'm so glad you did it. So, I mean, it was bad enough when Lovedell wrote it, frankly. Yeah, I got but, so, <laughs> Girl. But so, point is, no, but I got to Sunfire when I was reading Giant Size X, and I was like, okay, the way he's written, he absolutely has like a thick Japanese accent, like the fucking Trade Federation from the Star Wars prequels, and oh I'm not going to do that. No. So I just made him a fucking faggot. Yeah. He's mean. And that, people were like, I love also, your... Also, that is Sunfire. Yeah, no, people were like, I love your Sunfire voice. And Sunfire like, 2022 yeah. is just like mean girl faggot. Yeah, no, I was like, I was like, I just had also, to Also, like, that is pure the voice in fucking, was it X-Men Red that he was Yes, in no, exactly, exactly. He was pure mean faggot yeah, voice. Yeah, he's just a fucking... Yeah, and so I was just, and also I love that they channeled cut Sunfire. Yes, and I but so I was just like I'm just gonna do like fully like, well, professor, I don't owe you anything. And a couple people have emailed already. They're just like, I love your Sunfire voice. I'm like, well, thank you because I'm not gonna do a fucking Japanese accent because I'm not a racist freak. I'm not insane. Like, I mean, also, I, have, you know, I just, we need to hold space for how fucking hot X-Men Red Sunfire is. Well, I think about him night and day. I mean, everyone uh, in X-Men Red is, king. well, like, I mean, Daddy we were Magneto. We were Daddy Magneto. Jordan would and I were. ride his face like an Olympic luge down Mount Everest. Jordan and I were man. texting for like an hour about X-Men Red 3 Girl. Magneto. And it was mostly horny. It was, oh, it was inappropriate. <laughs> it was I was talking about all the things I would let him do that I don't God. let men do to me. God. Oh, God, a man. Also, I still want to fuck Vulcan. I don't care. Ooh. I don't care. Ooh. I don't give a shit. You can't tell me shit. That makes sense for you? It's just dark. Fuck, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It is dark. I mean, I would do it. I wouldn't feel thrilled about it, but I'd do it. I do feel like... Abigail Brand is very specifically you know, being like, he's hot, and I'm going to put him out there because he's hot. Like, she gets, like, yeah. Also, also further we also We also texted about how much we oh, hate There is a Abigail whole, if you, if you did that iMessage search on Abigail Brand, it's like, just me, out of nowhere at 4 p.m., a book hasn't even come out. I'm like, I hate this bitch down. God, I, I want her it. in the grave. <laughs> but I love, I love that she's But we love there. her. It's but so we stand. good. It's so good. We stand how much we hate I want this to woman. put her below the jail, steel box, bottom of the ocean, burn the ocean, cremate the earth, atomize it, put it in a black hole. I want that bitch beyond gone. However. However we stand. We stand. However we stand. <laughs> I, I, we were sending each other pounds. I was like, this fucking racist ass. I want a whole book <laughs> devoted to Aurora beating that bitch's <laughs> ass. Oh my god. When She, she is said, the most profound like white woman enemy you oh, could give Storm. Oh, absolutely. And it's just like, we were talking about this. I know Storm is keeping a fucking Rolodex of Every time. Of racist, like, not even microaggressions, macroaggressions. No, macro. <laughs> when she's just, like, these fucking thug aliens. And Storm's like, you realize oh, I'm when, black, right? When she walked about, she was like, I guess people do, like, a throne. I was like, beat her ass. Beat that bitch's ass <laughs> now. Dog walk that Dog walk bitch. that bitch now. <laughs> I was um, screaming at my phone. <laughs> I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I, I love it. I love it. And it's it infuriating. I gotta say, X-Men number three, I didn't say this while I was on with Al because... 
it felt like you don't want a dick writer. I, you yeah, well, I didn't. I was like, he is one of my favorite writers in comics, and He's I didn't want to incredible. But like, if I'm talking to him as like we're friends right now, I didn't want to be like weird. I think X-Men Red Number 3 is one of the best single issues of X-Men ever written. One of the best issues I've ever read. Spencer Ackerman and I had to call oh each God. other. Spencer also, and I talked on the phone oh about God. that issue for two hours. I've, I thought, okay, also... Sorry, that's a bonus need, episode you won't to, get, guys, because <laughs> it was just a phone call. But, like, we had to... I was like, we need to speak about Magneto and X-Men Red 3. The, I, the way I was live texting you panel by panel through that... You issue. sent me every, every panel! Single, you were, like, screen-capping every comicsology, every fucking panel. You were like, oh, oh bitch, bitch, bitch! Just sending panel. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> No, and we have to, like, on pod, talk about the fucking Iska moment. Well. Oh, Jesus. I mean. The fact that Roberto fucking did that. How dare you do that to her? Well, How I mean, like, dare you do that? I get it. I get but, it. But, like, that's my Lord Imperial of the Hellfire it. Club, baby. Like, he fucking did that. Yeah, I mean. But it was awful. How dare you? Ash Lane did a great, uh, from X of Words, did a great thread on that today where he was just like, this is the most profound violation of oh, their culture possible. thank you. Right? Thank you. And exactly. he was like, and then he was like. I need to go back and read that. And he was like, God, I love this book. Because well, you it. and I were texting about yes. it. We were like, Al Ewing is so smart to use the black characters to do this. Absolutely. Because you have it, like, to. You need because... it to be, well, and Magneto, who's like a Holocaust survivor. So it's oh, like, you need exactly. these, it's like these three characters Two black people and a Jewish Holocaust survivor. It's like if it wasn't people with those specific if intersections. Emma and, if Emma and Kate were they, the ones like on the I'm putting down the book. I'm not be, reading it anymore. It would I be been bad limited. for them. In the way that like yeah. Lisa, it would be Lisa Rinna talking to Sutton Strack. It's and, bad for you. And like, it like, would be bad. It would be bad for them like narratively, editorially. That's what I'm saying. Like I just, like, I would hate for that to have been done to those characters. But, but for like, Storm three, and Beto and Magneto to be the ones is, who like are grappling with the imperialist problems. And in a different problems, way, it makes it worse. Like you should fucking understand. know right. better. Roberto is a black person from Brazil. Thank you. He understands you fucking what he's doing. Know better. He knows it's what he's so doing. Na- and like Iska oh. fucking crying, saying I can't lose. Well, you haven't heard the episode yet. That's the thing that's really cool. Oh and they've all God. heard it now. Uh. So Al didn't write it that way. He wrote yes. her. He wrote, uh-huh. Oh, I told you about this. Yeah. We talked about it. But he wrote her angry, and then Stefano drew it with her crying. You needed the tears. And Al was like, tears. "Oh, that's so much better." Mm-hmm. And now he's like thinking about what that means. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the fun of collaborating. And, and that makes so much sense for Iska because, and it makes so much sense for Araco because, like, a violation like that would not have happened there. And you have Tarn the fucking uncaring, and a violation like that would not yeah, have it's happened like, there. We, we all hate this guy, but mm-hmm. you can't. Desecrate this, our most sacred this, tradition. This is knowingly devious in a really big way. Yeah, and I loved it. Oh Al Ewing's God. Roberto is one of my favorite. Like, I'm not a big Sunspot person generally, yeah, but Al Ewing's Sunspot is I, one of, in the Avengers stuff, favorite. and you know I'm not an Avengers person, also, but like all of Al Ewing's stuff with Sunspot is so fucking good. I will say New Mutants Sunspot. I actually did like that one. I like that Sunspot because it was like, yeah, well, Hickman's is also good. I just yeah. like Ewing's uh-huh. best. Yeah, I think so too. But I did also like Hickman's Sunspot because it was like, God, I'm in love with my best friend. Well, Hickman so. leans into like the bisexual angst yeah. of Sunspot. And I do love it. But that. like, so does Al because Al, yeah. I mean, like, oh, my favorite my favorite thing in X-Men Red 3 that I didn't like put Al on the spot about is like when Magneto says, Ever since I have known you to the Fisher King with known in italics. I'm like, known in italics. Known in italics means we are fucking bareback. That is all the amount of times you say that about Charles. Yes. And italicized no. It's like Charles and Eric are having 
My, if something's in italics, Magneto's fucking. Someone in the Discord said, like, I'm not sure if I trust the Fisher King. I was like, oh, I do. The Fisher King is my stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, my the, dad's had a divorce and the, the Fisher King is to, my stepfather. The layers to already. how nasty that is. I was like, I was like, no, you're wrong. I trust the Fisher King implicitly because he is fucking my dad so good. My actual dad is listening to this podcast. I'm I hate, so sorry. I hate that. <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, the Fisher King is my stepfather, and I don't appreciate you say like questioning his motives. We have to move on. <laughs> we have to move back to spiral. Actually. We have to move back to spiral. Okay. So where were we? the Rachel of it all? You okay. I wanted to talk about Rachel. Yes. I want to talk about Rachel, and I want to talk about this moment. It's in Uncanny Two Hundred Nine. You were talking about like she's like been fucking beat to shit. She's like sitting on that tree. She goes into Dream World. Spirals there, of course. Rachel Summers, Spiral takes her down a literal rainbow road sure to self-affirmation. It's like, do you want big titties? Do you want a hot ass? <laughs> uh-huh. Do you want all the girlies to be looking your way? And she's just like looking in the mirror and she's like, yeah, I want that. You want women, bitch. You're gay. Well, yeah, no, she's like, she's like, oh, I wish I looked like that. And Spiral was like, I can make you the hottest bitch in the planet. And then also like Spiral, like barely looking like askance, like. No, I know you Spiral's want like, that. Yeah, Not you in the wanna, way you think you yeah, do. No, honey, you think women are gorgeous and you want to be a gorgeous woman yourself, and I get that. Again, Spiral gives you what you ask for, not what you need and not what you necessarily want. Rachel like asked... it was all three. Like, yeah, it, that's it was. the thing about Rachel. She is did... Like, this is... And it's a tragedy that we don't Absolutely. have the Claremont Phoenix miniseries. Oh because God, I'm like, where was this going? Thank you, thank you. And it's like, it's left off on like such a hook, but it also like... Yeah. Claremont, Claremont is doing a Rachel and Mojo World story for X-Men Legends this year. Uh, Apparently, they've been teasing uh, it. It's going to be like one issue, but I'm like, I'll take it. I will be beating down the and fucking like, it's, doors. And it's, and it's 2022, Chris. It better be half spot. I love Chris. Don't get me wrong. Chris Claremont is my god. But like, it's not the same thing he exactly. would have written in 1988, yeah, right? Exactly. Or whatever. So I'm not going to put all my, I'm not going to hang all my hopes on it, but I'm excited. Oh my god, I can't wait. I need it. Because I said to him at New York Comic Con last year, I was like, why won't they just, like, can you just convince them to get you in for, like, that four-issue Rachel mini? Like, just do it as X-Men Legends. Just do it. And even if it's only one issue, I'm glad he's doing it a little. Yeah. I'll fucking take it. I'm like, I just want to know what you were thinking. Oh, my God. I know. Even if it's, like, not, because here's the thing, like, Teeny is writing Rachel down Perfect. Writing that girl down boots. Perfect. So I'm good, yeah. frankly, but yeah. like I'm interested I in have, what. But I, I am have interested the in what I've always wanted. Yes, yeah. same. But I am interested in what Chris is thinking. Yeah, always, absolutely. You know, and I think like there is so much Chris in this issue. Again, like one of my favorite issues of this reread because first of all, every fucking outfit, every fucking panel is cut. It's so gay. JR was Again, in his bag. She's in her body shop yes. robe. The body shop robe with the uh-huh. high collar. It's like and there is fuchsia. It's so hot. Like, and my favorite thing about this is she is, it illustrates something crucial to Spiral that I think is really easy to miss that like, especially in those early stages, like, you get this sense from her that when she is body shopping, she is interrogating herself. And it is, like, a process for the person that she's doing it to. But it's it's, definitely in the Lady Death Strike stuff. Absolutely. And, like, because, like, the thought bubbles. The fact that we get spiral thought bubbles at all is fascinating. Exactly. When spiral is in an issue, she is the issue. And that's what I'm saying is like when you get a thought bubble Mm -hmm. of a villain, that's really cool. And that's part of why I miss thought bubbles. I know. Because I'm like, 
What is this bitch thinking? Thank I want to know. And it's like it. So much of Spiral lives in a thought bubble or just like narrative back text. Well, because she understands narrative enough that mm-hmm. she's not going to tell you what she's thinking exactly. because she's trying to project a mm-hmm. certain atmosphere exactly. and ambiance in the story, exactly. and so she doesn't want to be. I think yeah. actually that Destiny would like Spiral I, if Spiral was being genuine. Thank you. But no. Destiny can clock because Destiny yeah, exactly. because Destiny can see every timeline. Uh-huh. Destiny's like, bitch, I know your name is Rita, and I oh, know that you're just I, like and hunting I think, right now, I think and I don't like it. I think there's so many layers to why Destiny hates Spiral. But it's like, I think one of them <laughs> is the fact that like she sees she sees all futures of Spiral. She yes. doesn't see all of the past jumping. No, and Spiral is constantly fucking with the timeline, yeah, uh-huh. which would be very annoying. Drives her fucking yeah, crazy. Right. Like, but I think like they operate in like really, really similar ways. And like again, like going back to the fact that like Spiral is when she's body shopping, and like a crucial element that I don't know if we've talked about yet is like body shopping as a verb. Like, it's not only the body modification. Like, there is this whole initial process where she, like, takes them to this, like, road to the body shop where they, like, confront themselves. Yes, they, like, under... It it is very... Claremont loves these. It's her intake form. Yes, Claremont loves these, Mm -hmm. like... Actually, there's a really powerful one in... I forgot the issue, but I will have said it in the character file where Longshot has this creepy dream. Mm-hmm. And this is before Rita and Spiral are retconned together. Yeah. But in the dream, Rita turns into Spiral. Yes. So I assume that's where Nicias got the exactly. idea. Yeah. But like, Claremont loves a surreal dream sequence. Oh, yeah. And Spiral also mm-hmm. loves a surreal dream sequence. So Claremont writing Spiral is very much into like, Absolutely. Okay, bitch, what are all your fears? Uh-huh. I'm going to show them to you. Oh, absolutely. And, it fits. and then we're going to do some Botox and fillers. Absolutely. But first... Yeah. We need to but face first, the dark heart at the core. We're gonna unpack all your demons for fun yeah, on a rainbow exactly. road. Yeah, no, and it's like okay, so there's that scene she's taking there. There's like this like hall of mirrors, rainbow road thing. Rachel's looking at all of the selves that she wants, everything that she's leaving behind, and there is this scene where they're kind of like nearing the end of this road, and I just like want to bring this up real quick. So, like, there's this panel with Rachel, and they're in the body shop robe, just, like, dancing. And it says, Rachel wants with all her heart to be like the saleswoman. And the saleswoman is Spiral. And the panel right next to it, like, Rachel and Spiral are dancing next to each other. This is Uncanny 209 for people who want to read along. Yeah. So, Rachel and Spiral are dancing next to her. Rachel's, like, little bubble next to her says, Rachel wants with all her heart to be like the saleswoman. And next to Spiral, it says... Things irreplaceable, giddily, joyously cast away. What matters most is the dance. Bitch. And it's like, it's those moments, like so many, like so many things about Spiral are subtextual, but they're there always from beginning to end. And my favorite part about that panel is they're dancing. Like you're seeing Spiral at the most euphoric she's ever seen. You've ever seen her. And this is before the retcon, by the way. Yes, years but before. Years before. Because the retcon and is 1992. It's after Claremont leaves. Mm-hmm. Spirals dancing. And the way the panel is, like, colored, her silver hair is black now. Like Rita's. Like Rita's. And it's Rita dancing. And it, like, illustrates... Whenever all of it... It's 
astounding oh, to me that it wasn't like the fucking, in in the in long shot in the miniseries exactly. when Mojo touches yes. her and ages her and her hair turns oh, gray yes. and silver. Yes, like what the fuck? And guys? that's why I'm how saying is this not, how it's is a not perfect fucking. It's a perfect. But that, that and it's things like that, that is that is like the higher exactly. that's God. That's, is that's, 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 like, that's like the higher consciousness of art. Like, Thank that you. Is, like, like going back and reading it now, knowing that Rita is spiral in that scene, you get this sense that when she is like going through this body shopping process, that is also the closest she gets to the Rita that she was. And it makes so much more sense if why she Rita. does it. Right, like, she's, she's having Absolutely. the moment of transformation. She's transforming other people so mm-hmm. that she can think about the moment she exactly. was transformed. And when, like, you get to later in her appearances and she goes off of the deep end, and this is also tied to when she is, like, more and more frequently distanced from Mojo and she is, like, fighting for a purpose and fighting for an anchor. In retrospect, it makes so much fucking sense that she would lean into this body modification like fanaticism more if it is the case that like when she's doing it is when she can feel the closest to Rita again. Right, because it's the moment that she can recall. Mm Because Mojo brainwashes and erases everybody, like all of his slaves' memories all the time. It's not really until, quite honestly, I mean, well, it happens in the Niciesa retcom where she explains that she was Rita. But after that, it's not really until the Humphreys Uncanny X Force, like, because again, like, I don't like how literal that plot makes some of the Morrison stuff. I but, really don't like that. but when Cassandra Nova takes her to her black bug room and it's saxophone the dog mm-hmm. saying, "You left me alone to die," yep. and I'm like, "Okay, Sam Humphreys read the end of Sentient Art Adams Long Shot Mini, and that's cool." He read the fuck out of that book. Yeah, and I have to say that. The idea that of all the things Spiral has seen and done, that the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. that she could face still is saxophone the dog yeah. saying, you left me alone and to die when you were Rita. Right. You, Rita, I was your dog. Mm-hmm. That's yep. really good. And it's these moments that, like, call back to. And I think, like, this is all backdropped by something I don't think we've dug into yet. That, like, when she is having that... I can't remember what issue it is, but her big reveal, it's like the reveal that Rita is spiral. Yeah, it's the X-Factor Annual 7. X-Factor Annual 7. And for like so many appearances now, she's been like talking about this Arise character or talking about this character that she's been hunting. You find out in this issue that Arise is the person that not to the spiral now when she is, but a spiral in the future arises the person that is going to do the body mod on her to change her yes. from spiral it to It hasn't Rita. happened yet. It hasn't he happened He doesn't yet. understand what she's talking about. And she's uh-huh. like, soon Mojo you're will ask going you to, to do, do this. It. And yeah. you're going to do it. And it's like, it crystallizes in that moment. And she says on panel so emotionally that why she does everything that she does is not to save her because she knows the timeline well enough that no matter how many times she goes back and saves a Rita, 
she will never be saving her. herself because she still she will, will always be the Rita that was changed. It's a paradox. She can't exactly. fix it, she but she's like, I would love to save a, a Rita. Rita. And more importantly, and she says this on panel, I would like to save Rita's plural. Mm-hmm. I would like, and like knowing that that is central to why she does what she does, that like when things go wrong or things change, that this backdrop of spiral that she is always going back to save other Rita's of the past. And that can affect her. She's always going to be the spiral that she is now, but that she is like continually going back in time to try and save other Rita's. Well, it's what she says to Rachel in 209. She says, bid farewell to your world for you'll never see it again. The girl you were is gone and the life you lead is no more. She says that to Rachel, and what she's talking about is herself. She's absolutely talking about herself. And fucking spiral defense attorney. (laughs) This is a woman who was wronged, and her methods are unorthodox. Sure. But I fight for her. Yeah, I love that. I fucking love this woman. Oh my gosh. What else? What else are you talking about? There's that Beast miniseries that's secretly a Karma miniseries where she kidnaps Karma's little siblings and ages them up into Freakazoids. Not one of her best moments. Not one of her best no, moments. She wasn't thriving there. And quite honestly, I was like, rereading that one and I was like, Queen, honey, you're not in your best right now. This is not your best moment. And it's one of those spiral moments where it's like, I'm your defense attorney. I can't explain my way out of this. <laughs> you were wiling out here, girl. The 90s were a little wild for her. She they goes, were. She goes to work for Mojo 2, the sequel, yeah, for a minute. Uh-huh. And she does have some good moments in that period. This is not one of them. No, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, She yeah. fucks those kids up. I think we should talk about Shatterstar. In- wait, wait, no. Before that, we have to talk about the Dazzler moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. No. Going back. Talk, we're going, going back. back. We're, going we're back. talking. Fall of the Mutants. Let's just Ninth, like. Picture it. Okay. 1987. Wait, wait, wait. We've talked so much. I have defended Spiral down to the ground boots. I have paid for this woman. It is important to acknowledge that sometimes she is just crazy and sometimes fucked up. Sometimes she's just a crazy, evil person. And I also love that about her, and I don't care. Number on one, number days, one we moment. Still support. On the worst days, we still stand, and that is how Stanhood works. Oh my God! So there's two. There's the Firestar of it all, and the Dazzler. We are. Oh, bitch! I'm a Spiral Barb, and so, Spiral yeah, no, has a lot of Nicki Minaj. No, it's like her. it's true, and like particularly in the sense Honestly, of like so to freedom, to freedom. <laughs> And that, but it's not consistent. <laughs> freedom for who? Freedom not for anybody, I'm really. Like, I don't. I don't know who you really free. Herself. <laughs> she's, she's like, well, maybe sometimes. Yeah, oh my god. No, so okay. Do we want to do Dazzler or Firestar first? Which one happens first the, in the order? Uh, Firestar. Firestar. So let's talk about the sure. Firestar story first. Bitch. You, you know, you okay. have. I'm scrolling up to your notes yeah. because you took. I most took incredible a, notes. The on most this Marvel incredible. Comics presents also, story. one of the most chaotic series of words that I've ever <laughs> typed onto a page. <laughs> okay, so I think we have to background. So she's in Freedom Force. Marvel Comics presents eighty-two yeah. to eighty-nine. Eighty-two to eighty-nine. The whole Freedom Force run, Spiral is popping in and out of time, and it pisses Mystique the fuck off. Yeah, she hates Because it. they're in the middle of a mission, and Spiral's like, hey, I think we should do... Oh, shit, something's happening on the time stream. I gotta go. I gotta bounce. Gotta go, guys. Sorry. And I'm- she's like, oh, I'm gonna be... Fuck, no, I, I got... Like, We're billing hours to Val Cooper, <laughs> oh, and absolutely. I don't know how to fill out this paperwork. <laughs> Mystique's pit, and she's like, oh, God, Jesus, fine, change of plans. So constantly pinging out one thing... One series of missions she stays for is 
capturing Firestar. <laughs> because this is the time where like mutant capturing is still legal. It's hot. And like it's, a cool it's hot. It's do. a whole thing. <laughs> Capture mutants. It's like throw them in jail. So Firestar is on their wanted list. Do you want a background this? Uh it's after the Firestar miniseries where Emma kills that horse. But otherwise, don't worry. It's about after, but oh, Firestar is going through it right now. <laughs> Emma kills her horse. Spiral pops up literally out of the blue. Hates and it's like, we're, registr- we're registering mutants now, down. bitch. Sorry. We're registering. And she's like, I don't even give a fuck about you guys. <laughs> I'm here because I have like, I need something to do while I'm bopping in and out of the time stream. So I need you. So here's, I'm reading from Jordan's notes. Yes, Marvel. Wait, no, no, I, I will get to this. I, no, I'm just going to say the title and then you're going to go. Okay. Marvel Comics presents Hunting Firestar 82 I, to 89. I forgot I called it that. It is the Hunting Firestar arc. Which, okay, that's the background. She starts this arc by fully bursting into Firestar's house and beats the shit out of this girl. The ever-living shit. The absolute shit. And Firestar is what, like, what's going on? Who is this six-armed freak beating the shit out of me for no reason? And Spiral's immediately annoyed that Firestar is asking questions. She's like, excuse me, I'm doing my job. She's like, I don't know why the fuck I'm here either. Someone told me to beat your ass, I'm doing it. Honey, this is a Marvel Comics Presents story. You're lucky if it even makes sense in continuity. You're lucky I got here on a consistent timeline, baby. So... Beats her ass once. Firestar runs away. Your first note, Next your issue. first note, I do need to say, your first note is, Spiral, Spiral is on this bitch's ass. ass. That is just the general theme of this whole fort. Or no, seven issue run. Spiral, seven issues. Seven issues, Spiral is on this bitch's ass. Front to back, at least once an issue. <laughs> issue one, bursts in her house, beats her ass. So it's like, what the fuck? And then she escapes. Issue two... Spiral, she's like, okay. She's with her dad. Firestar's with her dad. She's like, okay, I think we made it. Spiral pops out of the time stream, (laughs) throws her across the tennis court, is like choking her out. Firestar's dad comes up behind her and like tries to save her. Spiral's pissed. Because Spiral's doing a time dance. She's trying to do magics on Firestar. She's working. She's working. Thank you. Don't interrupt me while I'm working. And she's, don't interrupt me while I'm working. And she says, one of my favorite spiral lines of all time. One, two, three. You, you don't, don't interrupt, interrupt the dance. As she stabs him in the gut. She impales her dad. Firestar's dad. Firestar's dad. <laughs> throws him on the ground. And then Firestar, this is like not far off quote, is like, the fuck is wrong with fuck? you? And Spiral's like, I don't care. <laughs> She's like, don't interrupt the dance. I was busy. Like, I was inter- in the middle of my choreography. Oh. Don't fucking do that. And then like, like Mystique comes, other people come. And like, Spiral's like, the fuck is going on? And Mystique's like, Spiral, it's enough. We're not supposed to kill her. And like Spiral says word for I hate her. I hate her. She's a little spoiling princess. At this point, Spiral has only interacted with her once. One time. One time. When she burst in her house, and the first thing she has to say is like, I don't know, this bitch has bad vibes, and she fucking pisses me off. Bad vibes, and I want her dead. I want her dead. And that is the consistent theme that Spiral has about Firestar. Spiral wants Firestar in the ground six feet under. I don't know what it is about this bitch, but she looks spoiled. Also, Loki, right? She drags her down boots, has not even met her in another time stream. She just read this bitch down. 
this bitch gets on my nerves and I want her dead. And the iconic resolution is that Mystique helps Firestar fake her own death so that Spiral thinks she's dead and stops coming <laughs> oh, after her. So they have this, like, come to Jesus after, again, three more issues of Spiral being on this bitch's ass and Mystique being like, bro, chill. We're not supposed to we kill her. We are not her. supposed to kill these and people. And Spiral's like, I want to kill this bitch so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mystique finally is like, we have to fake your death, bestie. We have to fake your death, honey. She is going to kill you. Spiral is going to kill you and she's everyone like, you love. She's like, I can't tell you how much I can't control this woman. <laughs> like, I literally, I realize she's my employee, but it's not. It I, doesn't work that way. I've thought about it. I don't see another option I, here. We, we have, have to, to fake your death. pretend that you're dead. And it's... Literally just like Spiral's gonna kill you. Yeah, well, and it's like, and if Spiral thinks you're dead, she'll forget about you for a couple exactly. days. And uh, then the thing is, if Spiral doesn't think about caring. you, right? If Spiral doesn't think about you for a couple days, she will stop she thinking about you forever on. because now she's on to something else. But if she hates you for two seconds, she hates you for the rest of her life. <laughs> and she will stop. It just it. has to be interrupted. And, and she, the, Spiral, the thing about Spiral is an ADHD queen. Uh, oh, fully. <laughs> she's truly just. Like, she's been dancing time streams forever. Yeah, so her like, focus is you, shot, bitch. You just need to give her and a also second. the thing about spiral is she has unlimited time she yeah. can indulge she a can petty she can indulge pettiness literally forever she can be like you want to spend this day she's forever? like one thing i am spiral one thing i have is time literally. one thing i have for your ass is time that is a renewable resource <laughs> that is on the spiral banner <laughs> One thing I have for you, bitch, is time. So Spiral is like on it She's until the time it. as I'm she gets to distracted. Whenever. Oh, absolutely. so Mystique is like, we just need to distract her. We need to uh -huh. make her think that you're dead for like a second, Be and she will forget. Long enough. You just need to go off the grid. And it works. Spiral never gives a fuck about that bitch ever again. I don't. If you ask I, Spiral, if you ask Spiral, who is Firestar? She would be like, I don't fucking who know. Who is Firestar? Quickly. She'd be like, mm, I don't know. Nothing to say. She would be like, I've been in and out of every universe. I don't think that bitch is this. Firestar's fuming. Firestar's furious that Spiral doesn't you remember You stabbed my is. dad. You stabbed my fucking dad. Who are you? And Spiral's like, wow, you're so obsessed you're with me. so obsessed <laughs> with me, Little Red. You seem prissy. I want to kill you. <laughs> I'm so glad they have not re-encountered, but I want it again. If, so. if Firestar wins the X-Men vote, which need... I think she probably is going to fucking do. Oh, God. We don't have to get into it. I'm sorry, Fire Serpent. I, I don't give a shit. Jerry will make it good if she does. Yeah, but whatever. all that to say, if she does win the X and vote, I need I her need and Spiral to I, come back together. No, and, or even if it's just like other X-Men cloaking her so Spiral does not see no, her. No, that she's alive. Yes, exactly. Right, like they, they're all like, Firestar. Spiral has believed that you're dead since 1987 <laughs> or whatever. We need she to maintain no. this fiction. She's like talking to anyone who can cloak, please. Please do not. So you let, have to hide. Have me. Do someone not, here hide me. Spiral <laughs> cannot know that I'm alive, or it's going to be a problem. And Spiral just in the background, like, I don't know, something's fucked up here. Does it feel annoying in here? To they you? put they put Firestar in jeans, green dress, yeah. and yellow mask, and Spiral is just like, oh yeah, that person's supposed to be here, and they just like move on. Who fucking Doug puts her in the no place. <laughs> <laughs> they hide her in Moira's house. In the... <laughs> it's like. You, I, you gotta like, stay here like for a Spirals on the island today. You need to be at, in at Moira's the Hellfire house. Gala, uninvited. She yeah, just no, showed oh, up. No, Spiral just 
this turns up. She showed that up. was like a bad penny. And she she's, happened. And she's also like, what the fuck is this? Where did I jump to? Why, oh, mm. Why am I here? Already in like full cut gown for oh, no reason. she's in a fully it's a gorgeous Tuesday. outfit. It's couture, but she's just like, what is this? What is this? Which timeline? Sorry, what the, fuck, I'm two days off, shit. She's like, who killed Wanda? And they're like, that was last year. And she's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It seemed like magic-y over there, and yeah, it seemed fun. I just was guessing, because yeah. I don't know what year this you is. You guys made, like, the, the space room, the waiting room for all your dead souls. Yeah, fuck, cool, I missed that. Right? I wanted to I see missed it. that. I wanted to see that. I don't know. On my weekends, I like to see magic, so. <laughs> oh, my, okay. Speaking of magic, the deaths. <laughs> You need, need to talk about. I know. We. I first of all, I need you to background this because, to be honest, I reread this issue, and I saw adversary happening, and I was like, I'm not going to fucking do it. So here's what's going on: Fall of the Mutants, 1988, is an event where the adversary, a cosmic demon creature thing, is causing all kinds of problems. Roma, the omniversal guardian, is actually. This was supposed to be about Jim Jaspers, but Claremont was not allowed to use Jim Jaspers, so he invented the adversary. You know what? It turned out okay because Tanahasi Coates and Rebecca Roanhorse and all kinds of other people have done cool stuff with the adversary since. But the adversary is introducing this like random Native American myth, and like it's whatever. The point is, he's a big problem. Roma is like, I need the X Men to solve this problem, and they solve the problem. They all sacrifice their lives with Madeline Pryor who joins them to save the world. But first... As a part of all of this, so they're all fighting. They're, like, having this big face-off. Freedom Force is there. They're going at it. Freedom Force is confronting the X-Men in Dallas, which mm-hmm. is where all of the action for all the mutants takes place. One of my favorite things is, this is before Spiral and Betsy's, like, body swap drama. Oh, but yeah. this is where... Oh, this is where Spiral got the ping. Yeah, because, like, where Spiral... Because Spiral fucks with people all the time. So, uh-huh. like, the one-off with Betsy in New Mutants well, Annual 2. It's and like, also, Betsy's, like, getting in the way throughout what, this That's fight. what I'm saying. And you know that's what set her off. Right. She was like, we know this from when she was fighting Rogue. She's like, bitches that interrupt my dance. Don't I'll interrupt be, the dance. I'll be back for you. Right. Previously, Bessie just like escaped from slavery in Mojo World. Like, Betsy's okay, that's the annoying, dance, whatever. whatever. But like here, it's that Bessie, she calls her Psylocke Psywitch. Uh-huh. Psylocke. Oh, I love when she says <laughs> Psylocke Psywitch. And she... She always says it like it's some like it's one word. Psylocke, like well, Psywitch. Like it is a slur. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like a palpable slur. And you it's like it. It, you feel it. And like you can tell Betsy's like I've never been called this, yeah, but I feel just, like I'm being hate crime it right is a now. Slur against telepaths. And like, it's you like you can feel it. It feels like a universal scale slur. Yes. She's like Psylocke, Psywitch. She's like Psylocke, Psywitch. <laughs> and Betsy never heard this phrase in her life. She's like. How dare you, you wow. bitch. Fuck you, Spiral. Fuck you, too. Sorry, <laughs> witch. How dare you? this is you. when Betsy is doing all of her tricks that she does. Oh, this she's is doing this her the 80s, stuff. so she's in her like, little silk chiffon uh, pink outfit. Oh. And this is when she's like, oh, you thought I was standing over there? I'm mm-hmm. standing over here. Pisses like, Spiral the <laughs> fuck off. Because here's the thing. Spiral is that person. Spiral yes. is teleporting around, making you think things that are not real. I'm doing the tricksy dances. Yeah, so like, shut the fuck up, Thank Betsy. Thank you. First of all, you're getting in my way. Second of all, you're stealing my shtick. Right. So this is where Spiral truly is just like, I'm going to ruin this woman's I'm, entire life. This bitch has fucked with me one too many times. <laughs> like, I'm going to do nasty shit to her. It's, like, it's like, okay, so yeah, I did kidnap you from Switzerland and put bionic eyes in your head to make you a slave. You but were annoying to me like three times. Yeah, you're annoying me now. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I did this, but like, you don't know how annoying you were. So... She's fighting Betsy a bunch, but the big thing she does is that when 
so the big thing about Fall of the Mutants is because the adversary is like going to end all reality or whatever, Destiny's precognition stops working, which mm-hmm. freaks Destiny out, yep. understandably. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Destiny grabs her gold mask mm-hmm. and is like, this is the end of all that yes. is. And she's freaking out and throws the mask onto the ground. Old it's lady, like her old, old lady, lady face. Destiny, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, old lady which, face. Out. Whenever Destiny is like, here's my old lady face, like shit's gotten shit's real. Shit's gone to the fan, yeah. girl. Because she's like, I like to look hot. It's a literal so, mask off moment. <laughs> yeah, she takes the mask off. So the mask is just lying around, uh-huh. and then Dazzler, and then Dazzler. <laughs> is causing. So, okay, so like every, there's like a big fight blowout. So like also adversary shows up, giant. It's nighttime. Hole opens up in the sky around sure does. Dallas. It's like everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Everyone's like, "Whatever." And then like Dazzler does this like flash to everyone. She's like, "I'm gonna take advantage of this opportunity." Does this like blinding flash on everyone? And then Spiral is the only one that's not affected by Dazzler's flash. She's like saying something like, you tricksy little bitch with your little flashy lights. I see you. She calls her Lightingale. She, you little, I love that. <laughs> you little Lightingale. Little Lightingale. <laughs> you little Lightingale flashing and flashing about in her spirally voice. Just a thing Dazzler always does. Flashes people in the face. Spiral's pissed. Spiral's pissed. Spiral's like, pissed. Don't fucking blind me. Don't I hate fi- that. That's one of my least favorite things, and we all know that. We all knew that already. And Daz was like, I've never I, met you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> and so Spiral gets up, grabs Destiny's mask, grabs the mask off, off the of the floor, puts it, grabs a psychic knife out of nowhere. She has like a, a, a magic sword, oh, and Dazzler goes, Spiral, she's crazy. Strobe effect didn't phase her. All those knives, Destiny's Oracle mask. What's she doing? Get away from me! And Spiral's like, why complain? New face for old, prettier by far, and one that will never age. And shoves stabs, the mask, shoves the mask onto Allie's face. And then stabs a fucking knife into her face. A final touch to make the spell complete. And Dazzler goes, Aye! And then She's screaming and screaming and screaming. Screaming and screaming and screaming. And like making the most ghastly sounds you've ever heard. And Betsy like comes over into her and like, what the fuck? And like spiral is literally like, oh my God, it's a magic sword. What's the big deal? Come on, it's what I do. Calm down. And she was like, I would have stabbed her in the face, but that's not what I did, first of all. Spiral stabbing Dazzler in the face. It's a moment that lives with me for all time. That's one of the first spiral things I ever saw, I think, because I had the trade of Fall of the Mutants. And it was just like, yeah, she stabbed Dazzler in the face with a sword. (laughs) As she should. And the thing is, for the rest of the event, Dazzler is blind (laughs) because she has Destiny's mask on. And so Madeline Pryor, like, loops arms with her and is, like, telling her what's going on. (laughs) And Dazzler's, like, aiming her, like, lasers and and Madeline's, like, lower... Like, and like spiral, like to spiral's defense, there is a moment where like everyone's like, okay, we have to stop fighting each other. Something bigger is obviously going on. Spiral's like, oh my God, fine. I'll heal her fucking knife face. But there's so much like ambient The reality cancer shit. that's happening yeah. from the adversary. And she was like, she can't undo it. And like, she goes, oh, oh shit. shit. I can't fix her she's knife like, Sorry. Face. I, and everyone's like, wait, take the mask off. She's like, she's I'm like, trying, but it's not working. Do it. And then like Colossus gets pissed. Like throws her on the ground, and then she's like, "Oh my god, I tried, I, I tried, I don't know what to tell you." And then teleports away. <laughs> she, and then she just teleports away, and is like, "Not my problem. Not my problem. Deal with it. I'm sorry, I stab bitches all the time." <laughs> I love her so much. 
I also love her. I want to give you a chance to talk about Shatterstar and yes. why she is Shatterstar's mother. Oh my god. And then we're going to get into the questions. Yes. Okay, we have to. So, this Shatterstar of it all. So, actually maybe you should background because I know you know the whole kind of like two so this is when the Benjamin Russell arc is happening in the Jeff Loeb run. There's this whole weird thing where Shatterstar is maybe... Go back to the Shatterstar episode with Luke Reddick because we get into this. But like basically, there's this identical person, Benjamin Russell, who's like a human on Earth, who looks exactly like Shatterstar. And the question is like, what's going on here? Spiral is trying to help them. And Shatterstar has just been killed in Mojo World and Spiral helps by moving his soul into Benjamin Russell, who's like a comatose patient at a mental hospital. When they're like, why are you helping us? She's like, is it not enough to say that these two men are the most important in the world to me? And she cries. And it's never explained. It's never explained. And like, so there is a whole bunch of like time stream stuff going on. Like at one point, like in another issue... Like, a baby disappears, and I can't tell you how much I fucking well, right, hate. No, it's, that, it's that Dazzler was pregnant, mm-hmm. and Longshot suggested the name Shatterstar. Yeah. This is in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But then later, Gene is able to read that Dazzler is not pregnant, yeah. and nobody asks because, like, that would be yeah, awkward, so exactly. they don't. But it's like, what happened? And eventually, Peter David establishes that Dazzler doesn't remember being pregnant because of time shenanigans, mm-hmm. but that she did give birth to Shatterstar. However, this is before that happens, and the implication in this story is maybe that Spiral is Shatterstar's mother. Because mm-hmm. we know that Shatterstar is the child of a Mojo World slave and a human, because mm-hmm. that is part of the prophecy. And since yep. Spiral is Rita, mm-hmm. technically she's a human, and, right? Yep, exactly. And like... Compounded of all of this, this is like one of my most central feelings about Spiral is there's this debate of like, oh, is Dazzler her mom because his like mom. his mom, mom, his mom is Dazzler Shatterstar. Like, now mom. that's canonical now. It is, she is biologically she is his mother. Biologically his mother. But like it's compounded by the fact that like the Shatterstar that we have now is in Benjamin Russell's body. Spiral is the one who directs X-Force yes. to Benjamin well, Russell. It is, it is confirmed that, like, Spiral raised the baby that, like, is the Shatterstar that we have now. Well, I mean, it's implied. Like, it's heavily implied. This is the thing. So my opinion is that, like, Spiral and Dazzler, I think it's like Gene and Madeline. I think so, too. For Cable. Dazzler is Shatterstar's biological mother, mm. but I think Spiral raised him and Shatterstar doesn't remember yeah. because Mojo wipes his slaves' memories yeah. regularly. Absolutely. The point is that like Shatterstar grew up in the future of the Mojo world and Spiral is the person who is time dancing through Mojo World's future, knew the prophecy, delivered the prophecy to Arise in that annual where she explains that she's Rita. She also says... The rebellion will not work until... Here's the thing that is established by Nisiesa in that annual that is so good. Rita went with Longshot, and he failed. The rebellion failed. And then Rita learned, once she was Mojo's prisoner, that Longshot has failed hundreds Mm -hmm. of times. That Longshot was created to be the messiah who Mm -hmm. fails because... It's a storyline that Mojo enjoys. Mm-hmm. And that is what's so fucked up. So she says to Arise, 
it will take a hundred years, but then there will be a child who triumphs over Mojo, who's the child of a human and a being of the Mojoverse. His name will be Shatterstar. So she knows, and I think she knows because she raised that child, whether or not she gave birth to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I am so invested, and it's not proven, but there is, like, this panel of, like, Spiral standing over, like, this incubating chamber of, like, what could be a Benjamin Russell. We don't know who he is. It's never established. But I feel like Spiral grew that clone body. If so, if it is the case that, like, we know that Shatterstar got, like, transferred into Benjamin Russell, it would also explain to why she is so invested in these two people. You have this, like, child that is, like, never really explained. You never get, like, a flushed-out identity of who he is. I feel like Benjamin Russell is a baby that Spiral grew... In order for Shatterstar to have to like an extra it. life. In order to fulfill yeah. the prophecy. And it's part of her investment in Shatterstar specifically. And again, like Spiral is always jumping through time. It would make a lot of sense that she can like go back and do things that she already knows is to come. Well, right. Like if she saw Shatterstar die in the mm-hmm. Mojo world, she could jump back in time to try and fix it. And by be creating... the one that created his host body. Exactly. Like creating a backup and it's so hard because it's so confusing but if that is the case both of these women are his mother for sure and it is fucking pride month i think <laughs> we can have two moms Shatterstar let Shatterstar have, two have two moms i want it to just be established benjamin russell was host body grown for Shatterstar. Already a fucked up thing, but like part of the chorus for but Spiral. Like, that's Spiral. That's Spiral is not thinking about the medical but it's ethics. Also, it does like speak to why she has this investment in Benjamin Russell as an identity. Like it would be such a good explanation for why she's continually. Like, I created this boy uh-huh. because only I knew to be that a host savior body. would come. And this is one of it's like. Not a huge thing in that fucking sisterhood arc where fake Madeline Pryor Mm. shows up um, and you get the fucking iconic... The stupid X-Men coming. The stupid what? The stupid what? Also, Spiral gave us a gift that day. Spiral gave us so many Uh, gifts that day. There's not much going on in that book as a whole. Pure chaos. But, like, the whole reason like fake Madeline Pryor recruits everybody is like if you do this for me I'll resurrect someone you love and spiral and we don't know who and we don't know who but she has like a really immediate and visceral reaction to that she's automatically in for me there's like a couple people that could be it could be like you're a fucking witch you can do some time space shit maybe that I can't like maybe you can like resurrect a Rita that I was I think I think that's definitely a possibility but like Also, this is, like, right after she has been, like, talking about Benjamin Russell to an extent of, like, who the fuck is this person to you? And it would also make sense to me if, like, you grew this child to be a host body for Shatterstar. You want him to have a life of his own as well. So, like, can you resurrect him and he can be his own person? And then Shatterstar can live and Ben can live, too. Exactly. And, like, I won't have done something so Mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. And fucking Spiral, she's not a good mom. 
But I feel like she always, part of her always mm-hmm. wants to be forgiven. Yeah. And also, like, again, Spiral is always doing these things, fucking with the timeline and going back to, like, try and correct and, like, isolate so much of what makes sense that Spiral would care about. Trying to correct these, like, timeline dimensional things that were done to people that she thinks shouldn't have been. It makes a lot of sense why a lot of that care would, like, coalesce around Shatterstar. Shatterstar has two moms. Period. I think now is a good time to get into the questions. So we didn't get that many questions about That's so shocking to me. I can't imagine. (laughs) Who wouldn't have enough, like, working knowledge of Spiral to have a ton of questions? Who? Who Who are we talking about? And what? And also how? Why? (laughs) Mostly why. Why is the big one? (laughs) Jeremy Lawrence writes, hi, Connor and Jordan. First things first, I forgot to mention the last two questions you read from me on air that I'm from Long Island and you're more than welcome to do an accent. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to do it. Do it. Now on to the question. What kind of music do you think Spiral likes to dance to? The metal bra makes me think she's a big Madonna fan. And in the same vein, her whole vibe really screams Lady Gaga. But I imagine she only plays songs off of art pop just to be annoying. Oh, you're wrong for that. I love art pop. Art pop. Fucking justice for Art Pop. That's not even a controversial opinion now, by the way. Justice for Art Pop, that album whips, and it has always been great. And also, I'm so glad you brought up this question, Jeremy, because we were literally just talking about my spiral playlist. Yeah, and the next sentence, I I need to finish reading it. I also like to think that she really liked Crash by Charlie XCX, but but she can't listen to it too often because it reminds her of that time Beto dropped a building on her. What do you guys think? my God. (laughs) As always, thank you for making the podcast. I won't stop pestering all my friends and loved ones to listen to Don't Stop Dancing, Jeremy. I'm still wheezing about the building thing. I know. Pick and feel. Spiral screamed somewhere in space time. (laughs) Hearing you do that building reference. Okay, Jeremy, I love that you brought up Crash. First of all, such a chaotic choice, but Spiral would freak the fuck out. Also, album of the year. Out, fucking incredible album. I'm a Charlie head from Nuclear. I mean, everybody knows this because that it's makes the so much sense. theme music for this podcast. <laughs> but like, yeah. I've been a Charlie head since she was like 18 and was like dropping her single. Like, I love Charlie, but Crash is her best album yet, for sure. It's fucking incredible. It is also already on my Spiral playlist. You're. So fucking right, Jeremy. And I was listening on the Spiral playlist on the way over here. It's already on it. Crash is definitely on it. We talked about this earlier, but Sophie is all over the fucking Spiral Spotify. I actually, today, Drake's like ketamine bisexual surprise album came out. And Spiral Spiral is not listening to a man. That I was going to say, Spiral, I think, only listens to female artists. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a shame because she would enjoy that album, but she's not going to listen to it. She would, it would be a song on like an overarching playlist that she has, but she's never listened to album front to back. Never. Absolutely It would be massive specifically. Oh, for sure. Oh, she uh, went down to that bitch. But like... Oh, she would... If she wasn't wearing it already... Major Domo had to send it to her. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Major Domo is vogue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is voguing in the battle pit. Major Domo is like, 
bitch, 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 Also, Spiral absolutely walks by the stadium window and is like, faggot. <laughs> She's like, fucking faggot. But it's fine. Spiral can say faggot. Spiral can say faggot. More than, <laughs> honestly... Any other woman in the Marvel universe, oh, frankly, Spiral over, can say faggot. Frankly, over Bobby Drake, Spiral over, can say faggot. Oh, far beyond Bobby Drake. <laughs> Bobby Drake can barely say faggot. He says faggot with a hard A. Yeah. <laughs> he is from Long Island. Faggot. Spiral is just like, oh my God, fucking faggots. And you're just like a so true queen. Like Spiral would be like, this is faggotry right now. And it's like she says it like she says it every day because she does and honestly, she can. But like, that is the vibe of 80s X-Men, like, controversial, I would let Chris Claremont call me a faggot. I would too. (laughs) (laughs) You draw that many bitches in corsets, you can say faggot to me. Honestly, through Spiral's body shop robe alone, he can say faggot. I figured out that I was a faggot because Chris Claremont wrote these fucking X-Men comics. He initiated a lot of sparks for a lot of little faggots. We're gonna get canceled. But my point (laughs) This is the most cancelable episode of Cerebro. I'm going to move on to a next question. Adam Levine writes, Dear Messieurs Goldsmith and Block, what is there to say about Spiral? A question could possibly be asked about this mysterious, multi-armed, and dangerous dancer. Well, here are some I had. Feel free to choose any or all. Number one, the dancing plague of 1518 was an epidemic-like spread of dancing in the streets of Strasbourg. Nobody knows how it started, how it spread, or how it stopped. But this was definitely Spiral's doing, right? In fact, there were quite a few instances of dancing mania littering Europe from the 14th to 17th centuries. Did Spiral get really bored one day and decide to go back in time and cause them? Or is she possibly another victim of an even more insidious dancing mania? I well, love this question so first much. First of all, I yeah, because you are a Florence head. Bitch. Bitch. Oh, fucking, first of all, we need, to, we need to get this on record. Dream Girl Evil is well, a Madeline Pryor Literally the entire album, Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine, that's Madeline is Pryor's a Madeline album. Pryor album. That plays when she rises out of a goblin portal, bitch. Period. Period. That and The Devil by Banks. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This year has been a good oh, Madeline Pryor it's playlist been, year. Baby, every year is a good Madeline Pryor I know, I have year. a long fucking Spiritually, playlist. But this but year tangibly is a good Madeline no, Pryor No, absolutely. Year. And like very specifically, Dance Fever. There's so Dance Fever, one, front to back is Madeline One exception Pryor. is that one of them is a Polaris song. Which one? Free. Free, free is a polaris. Pick we were me talking, up, yes. put oh me down, pick me up. I'm like, this is about song. bipolar disorder. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what? Oh, what is the line? I think I told you this. It's when she says like. That's okay, but can we talk about it at the hospital? Yes, like, that's okay, (laughs) but let's discuss this at at the hospital. hospital. That's a fucking Polaris. That is is Polaris' theme That is deeply on my Polaris playlist. Just like begging, like, someone get me clinical medicine. Someone please 5150 me right now. I need to be hospitalized. Guys, I love, you know I love going around the world fighting crimes, like, constantly talking about how much I love it. Love being a superhero. Please hospitalize me. I am psychotic right now. mental health care. Just like that bitch is fighting for her life. Fighting for her life every day. Every day to get mental health treatment. Please, someone send me to therapy. No. So I have a theory about this like whole like theme of like dancemania. I think it was a side effect that Spiral caused unwittingly. No, she was just wandering through that like time period. Oh, And it just suddenly happened and people saw her. Oh, she did a spell that was too pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And it had nothing to do with everybody dancing, but a side effect of it was everyone started dancing. And she just walks into town. She was like, oh, okay, y'all are getting your life. Okay, this is very spiral. You guys all have very spiral vibes here. 
But she like love this peasantry doing a spiral dance. Y'all know one thing I love when I come to a time period is bitches getting loose in the streets. I honestly would love to see. And they're like, we are being held against our will. I would love a moment where she and Exodus just like meet up in the Renaissance. Oh, but. And she, cause like, and she's in her fully like spiral jumpsuit. And he's just like, what is this? She's in Robot Terry Mugler. (laughs) And he's pissed about it. He's just like, who is this demonic whore with six arms? And she's cast a spell so no one can see her actual costume but him. And she does it to get on his nerves. She's like, I'm just here to To, bother you. To everyone else, she's in full renaissance garb and he was like this bitch is wearing the tackiest shit i've ever I seen i also feel like we could do we can't get too deep into this because we'll be here for hours yeah. but like in the life of celine girl spiral spiral is a, a time re- dancer spiral is a reoccurring character and honestly celine loves the fuck out of spiral celine loves, celine loves spiral. spiral three bitches that get along like her kiki gang celine iska Spiral. They are besties. Iska's kind of guilty about it because she's like, that bitch is She's like, nuts. they are evil and nuts. <laughs> they are cuckoo but nuts. Also, but also, they're we have so, so much like, fun. Like, they're like going to the Araco Mall. They're going to the Amanth Mall. <laughs> like, and like, we have to she, go to the Mall of Amanth. She comes back home. Spiral and Celine are kicking <laughs> in the house. Genesis is like, what the fuck? You know, I hate them. Like, well, Genesis, I, I have established in the episode previously, Genesis likes Celine and is like, Apocalypse, yeah. lighten up. Oh. But I think Genesis would hate, hate Spiral. She hates Spiral. She <laughs> hates Spiral down. But, spi- but she's like, what the fuck am I going to do with her? I can't do anything with that bitch. It's fine. She time travels. She, what are we going to do? What are we, she's going to pop up here. There's nothing we can do about it. We there's, can't kill her. There's no getting rid of her. And then like Genesis somehow is like, there's so many of her. Well, that's the thing. That's one of my one of the things that Marvel versus Capcom in that whole series got super right. Oh is that yeah. One of the powers that Spiral has in that game is that she can just like make copies of herself, yes. and there's like fifty of her on the screen. Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah, bitch, absolutely. Dancing there's the so Spiral. There's so many of these. Also, we haven't. I insane that we haven't talked about this yet. We need to talk about the multiverse of Spiral. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with thinking about. All of the things that Spiral does with other alternate reality, with other spirals, the spiral band. The spiral right, yeah, or like the band. view, but it's five oh, spirals. It's five spirals, <laughs> and they're all in different wigs. Yeah, no, they're all different, different body mods. There's a Joy Behar spiral. Uh-huh. There's a, like, but like they they are, all have six of something. There's a spiral with six legs. Six legs. There's a spiral with six eyes. A spiral with six mouths. <laughs> Who is the spiral with six mouths? The spiral with six mouths is Elizabeth Hasselbeck. It has to be. <laughs> I'm obs- and I just like I want spiral MTV awards. I want spirals Rock and Eve starring Spiral yes. and Spiral. Like starring it's like spir- <laughs> starring Men Spiral and Lady Spiral. Yeah, no, it's like it's like the Andy Cohen, Kathy Griffin, oh, New Year's, big, but it, they're both spiral. The pure energy of it is Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both spiral. Everyone is spiral. It's Actually, I will say Olivia I have to Rodrigo spiral. Doja out- Cat spiral eats boots, bitch. <laughs> shout out to Leah Williams because in X Factor Nine, when they're liberating Mojo World, there is a moment where you see a panel of a talk show called Spiral Talk. Yes, and yes. And I was just, like, this bitch gets it. This just, bitch gets it's it. It's just spiral. And then the guest though also has multiple yes. arms. I was like, is the guest uh-huh. also a spiral? Oh, and, and I also think yes. her assistant that's doing her notes also. This bitch is making. 
making that's, spirals no, for that's Ginny the little girl from uh, oh, Uncanny X Force. That is, God I know, damn it. but it's fine. It's fine because here's the thing: dyed her hair silver, so she's like trying to become. A spiral. She, oh, she's a she's a spiral e. She is. She's on the path of the spiral. I love this. The other one I'm going to read from Adam Levine, a literator on the Discord frequent writer in and i appreciate that writes spiral and forearm go on a date i know that's not a question but can you just imagine it and i can't imagine it here's the problem forearm is fucking gay forearm's gay as shit forearm which wears is- a harness yeah thank you thank you which is something spiral would absolutely do forearm and spiral going on a date is that like forearm and spiral go to dance together at ospenhoff but like they're not going on like a date date they are no Forearm and Spiral have definitely, like, she's pegged him after Ospinoff. Yes! Like, they like, they haven't gone on a date. They're not dating, but, but like... But also, isn't anyone going to Ospinoff <laughs> together on one of the most Spiral versions of a date? Going to Ospinoff <laughs> with somebody is a date for Spiral. That is a Spiral that date? That is a Spiral date. And so the answer is yes. Sometimes that's a thing the you should do. The answer is not in the way that you envision it, but they have gone but on yes, a date. Right. Yes, and that's pride. And that is pride, baby. Tori Mass writes, Hello, before I get to my question about Spiral, Connor, I just wanted to say thank you for absolutely schooling me on the X-Men and Sherlock Holmes lore in the Destiny episode. I very much set myself up for that, so I'm 100% cool with it. Anyway, back to Spiral. This is a bit of a simple and kind of a weird question. What's the deal with Spiral's helmet? Did it serve a purpose outside of aesthetic reasons? I did a quick crash course on her history and couldn't find anything about the helmet having any significance to it. I'm planning on doing a redesign of Spiral, and I want to be sure that if I exclude the design element, it doesn't hold any significance to her story regards tori gay art burb on twitter and tori mass in the discord tori here's the bottom line <laughs> there is no purpose to anything no spiral nothing does. to spiral does has a purpose to it. and i think like use this to inform your art really bold of you to think that there's a purpose to anything the one spiral thing works. you must include is the boots with the fur you have to include the boots with the fur or you include pilot spiral where she's in her aviator hood for no reason. That bitch has not flown a plane. Never. Never in her life. But I feel like even but if you're doing pilot aviator spiral saw, with sisterhood, you need boots with the fur. You need boots with the Like, put some fur. No, do a shirling boot. Do a shirling boot aviator. Ooh. Yes, bitch. Free idea. Take it. This is for free. Marvel, this is free. Also, this is Tori, free. this is free. Thank here's, you so much. So here's the bottom line. Spiral is from a world shaped entirely by media trends, mm-hmm. and it was 1985, and samurai movies were hot. So Spiral wears a samurai helmet. That's it. It's, and There's she wears nothing the else. most pussy version of that that oh, you yeah. could possibly no, imagine it at is that time. A, she, like, she was digesting samurai movies, and she was like, I she's see like, this. She's like, Kurosawa, let it's me make a cheek. It's not disco enough. It's not disco enough. <laughs> And I think, like, going back to the pilot outfit with, like, the hood, the fucking breastplate, I guarantee you, she time slips on Madeline Pryor, and she was like, that bitch is going to get on my nerves later, but her pilot outfit is pussy. <laughs> I'm going to incorporate that somehow. And she wore that for, like, a solid five appearances. Like, she kept going back to that damn pilot outfit. You have to incorporate either one of those somehow. I but just know, like, just, if it's you do, vibes. if you do fur boots, you don't need the helmet. I'm you just letting need, you know. No, absolutely not. You need like spiral. One of staples. the one of the things that most disconnects me from the Sam Humphreys Uncanny X Force mm-hmm. is when they refer to her as a ninja over and over, which is like that's not. No, she's not. It's a ninja. nothing about her. 
That's yeah. not what sucks. she's good at martial arts. But yeah, because she has six arms and she's she, cool. She has but six like, arms and she's been fighting forever. But she's not a ninja. ninja. I she didn't go get, to Japan and no, train in ninja. the fucking helmet. You guys yeah, are weird. Exactly. Don't be weird. <laughs> Don't be weird. I have never met Sam Humphries. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm just sure, saying. Sure he's but great. like when she's like, I am the cosmic ninja. Or like when she's like, Betsy, face me like a true ninja. Honestly, I'm like, shut now, up. Now when I'm hearing it back, that is very spiral to say for no reason. It is, it is very spiral to be like, Betsy. Betsy Braddock face me like a true ninja and for Betsy to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is funny. Oh my God. Major Domo watching the screen back home. Since when are you a fucking when you ninja? A, when were you a ninja? Talking to Minor Domo just like off mic. That's very... Since when has she been a ninja? That's very 90s action figure vibes oh, because absolutely. there was X-Men Ninja she Force. She was feeling her zhuzh in that moment. There was X-Men Ninja Force where Deathbird was called a space ninja. Girl. And I always think of Deathbird... There was something in the air at I that always time. think of Deathbird as a space ninja because the action figure said so, but Deathbird She's is so not a nice. space ninja. She's there's so nothing going on there, ninja-wise. Stylistically. No! Oh, my God. And also, you need to, and I think this is, like, just an opportunity for you. Spiral is a dancer. She needs to dance in her outfit. It needs to look good when she's dancing her spiral teleporting space-time dance moves. Yeah. Just incorporate that somehow. Furry boots and an outfit that's good to dance in. That's all you need. I will say controversial outfits that I love is Krakoa-era X Factor, where they're like back in Mojo World for a minute, and she has like Tron Spiral. I think Tron Spiral is kind of pussy. Honestly, I didn't like the Bob. I love the Bob, um, but you know I love a Bob in general. You do love <laughs> you a put Bob. Any bitch in a Bob, and you were I'm like thrilled. put that bitch in Louise Brooks haircut. <laughs> I'm you, like, mm. you could have made it tighter. You could have cropped that. Shit I like a long <laughs> hair moment on Spiral, but oh, you know God. what are you gonna do? You know different story. Exactly. David Bleakley writes, Hello, Connor, and this week's auspicious guest, Jordan. I'm writing to you from the homeland of Moira X herself, Scotland. I suppose as a Scot, I should write in with a question about rain. But fuck Rain Sinclair. We do not claim her. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This week was supposed to be Rain's week, but I moved Spiral up because of your schedule. So Rain is coming next. It's also, you know Spiral doesn't give a fuck about Rain's schedule. No, No, Spiral (laughs) is like... Last bitch in the world Spiral cares about is Rain. Spiral is like a whom? Actually, in the X Factor annual refinery, she's Rita. Wolfsbane attacks her. I remember that. And Spiral's just like, who the fuck who is the, this? Doesn't give a fuck. She's like, okay. Okay, bitch. Like, who like, are you? There's seven batter bitches over here she's that like, I'm much more She's like, I'm going to go fight Polaris and because like, I don't want to do this. Right and now. like, Rain like low-key smacks the shit out of her and she's like, whatever. Like, who is this dog she's person? Like, okay, it's anyway. Not, this is not my vibe. This is not even your fight. Fuck off. Like, fuck you. Before I get to my question, I just wanted to say thank you, Connor. As someone who's only somewhat recently come to terms with their sexuality as a bisexual man, I struggled initially to feel like a part of the community after spending so much time closeted, and my debilitating anxiety made me too nervous to go to physical queer spaces at the beginning, which only exacerbated this feeling. Thus, podcast served as a safe queer space for me during that complicated time and made me feel like a greater part of the community than I would otherwise. I hope you realize the positive impact that your podcast has on people outside of it just being ludicrously entertaining. It also brought me a great deal of comfort during a time when I need it most, so thank you. Jordan's, like, rubbing my shoulders. I... I'm gonna cry. That, like, oh, made me... That oh made my me God. <laughs> Why, how dare you make me cry on this viral episode? That's rude, but okay. 
Great, that's enough soppy rambling onto my question. I personally find Spiral to be an incredibly striking character, but you don't often see our mansion when people discuss the best of the X-Men's villains. Why do you think that Spiral's never quite taken off as a character compared to other X-Villains, despite being the coolest fucking bitch I've ever seen? I mean, a dancing sex-armed sorceress who just gives out free, top-of-the-range cosmetic surgery? What's not to like? Keep up the good work and best wishes, David. Well, David, if the you ever... The answer is homophobia and sexism. Yeah, I was like, David, if you ever worried that you weren't queer enough, you are queer enough. Baby, baby, that should it. have told you. you get it. If at any moment in your life you say Spiral is underrated, baby, that should have been your tell. Also, happy Pride, baby. Happy Pride, Congratulations. I hope you. I hope you channel Spiral this Pride, which means do something just batshit and gay. It's a season. Absolutely. As for your question, I think that it's that after the 90s, she hasn't had that many great storylines. Yeah. But I think that, like I said, the cultural cachet of Spiral because of those video games is high. Absolutely. So I think that, like, it would just take one good storyline. And I think, like, I think as we've talked about it, you can kind of tell, like, her story kind of, like, peters off in terms of, like, real deep emotional Part content. of it is that no one is that invested in long shots. Thank anymore. you. Exactly. Which... I know. I love was, long shot. Who but did like, the long shot episode? I haven't done a long shot episode yet. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of Nola Foul talking about Des- in the Destiny episode. We talked about Nola. Yes, Fowl. that one. That is the closest I've ever came to giving a single fuck about long shot. I don't give a fuck about long shot. See, I like long shot, but it's just like he was so written out aggressively in the nineties yeah. that because that's who Spiral is really tied to besides Betsy, yeah. it's been hard for her to like cement herself. Exactly. So it makes sense. Like she hasn't had big moments, except like she's had big moments for Spiral since like the eighties, nineties. So like if you're already invested in Spiral, you have big Spiral moments that make you more invested in her. But other than like the heyday of Spiral, she hasn't gotten like a ton of shine. So I get it, but mostly I'm going to go back to homophobia and sexism. I think there's just, there's a dark energy living in our universe that takes us away from Spiral. And I think we need to return to her. It is Pride Month and Trans Ally Spiral needs to be elevated. Foremost gender affirming surgeon in the Marvel Universe Spiral, period. It's also transphobia that people are born into. Frankly. Frankly, I think we should name it on page. Let's just be real. Thank you. Jason Sean writes, greetings to Connor Jordan and the Cerebro staff. Unlimited respect and love for what you're doing. I have to be clear, I don't pay them. You should have, <laughs> you should have seen my face when I looked at Connor and said staff. I was like, I have an incredible mod team in the Discord. They are volunteers. I want to be very clear because I love them, but as much as they deserve to be paid, that is not something my budget at the moment Given that Spiral is the kind of high-maintenance, literal stunt queen, dance major, musical theater, Leo sociopath who's consistently that bitch and canonically has different looks depending on her mood. Period. Is she aware that her six-armed Shakti-adjacent visual design can seem a bit appropriative? Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she... <laughs> like, on her list of things she resents about Mojo is his appropriation of Hindu goddess realness up there with the time loop insurance trap sadism and being on call to sit for the ex-babies. Or is it just one of those visual coincidences that happens sometimes? Uh, you should have seen the way I had to recover my whole body and soul hearing that. To answer your question, I think it is something Spiral's aware of and, like, 
has already moved past caring she about. She's like, not my problem. I didn't do it. Like, early Spiral, when there was still a lot of, like, Rita background left, she was like, this is super problematic. Rita's just like, you can't and make she a was white look, woman into she a Hindu goddess. She was looking at, like, Mojo, like, Fucking racist on top of like being horrible in so many other ways. You're racist too. But like then she was tortured into complete insanity uh, and I think she doesn't think about it. Yeah, anymore. I think like it's it's low on her list of priorities for herself. Last aspect of this question, given Spiral's ties to the art of dance, does she have more fun at circuit parties and EDM festivals, avant-garde modern dance productions, or those Cirque du Soleil endeavors with high rates of injury? To me, Spiral's the kind of gal who views a compound fracture on stage the way the rest of us do YouTube videos of kittens and raccoons and piglets who become friends. Okay, final last aspect of this question. Does Spiral watch Showgirls and laugh, or does Spiral watch Showgirls and cry? Many thanks, Jason Sean. P.S. I love the steely blue battle suit with the fur trim boots and the classic gold variant as well, but put me down for hair down and flowing body shop cosmic calf dance spiral. Yes, the robe, the body shop robe. (laughs) Because sometimes even using only one of your six limbs to hold a sword just throws off the vibe. She truly... Spiral loves a calf down the way that Kyle Richards loves a calf. Absolutely. And I love that for her. And it's the same energy and it works. And it works in like a spiritual place. Okay. So I want to go back. By Aileen, too. (laughs) Okay. So back to the EDM concert question. I believe so passionately, Spiral does not go to an EDM concert or festival that she does not host because no one does a show like Spiral. That's exactly right. It's Spiral Fest or nothing. Spiral Fest, absolutely. And it's her event of the year, and it's, like, held in a space-time capsule. Like the ev- She is the DJ. She is the MC. And she like, is simultaneously every staff member. Oh, and it's the one thing that Mojo has no control over, and, like, it's, she's fought tooth and nail to have this. Like, she gets a pocket dimension where she can hold Spiral Fest. Maybe most of the lineups are Spiral. Who gives a shit? But there's some special kidnap guest stars. But it bangs, dude. It fucking bangs, bro. Um, and I want to go. Spiral, I also if you're listening, go. can I please get the ticket to Spiral Fest? Yeah, and... Um... Last question, we were talking about Spiral at Aust. So I feel like we... Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, it's like, implied. We get what you're putting down. Spiral goes to horse meat disco all oh, the time. All the time. And like Spiral is so many twinks at horse meat disco. <laughs> she also spiral time body dances sh- into a oh, twink she, for horse meat disco spiral, specifically. Spiral crafts the twinkiest demon twink bodies to go to and horse meat disco. And then it's just like, disco. I'm going to shift into that. She's like, I'm going to make this nasty and dark. <laughs> Did you know that at the most recent Horse Meat Disco, one of my listeners walked up to Alex Abad Santos and they talked about Celine for 30 minutes? That is fucking gay rights. I was like, that's what I dreamed my podcast could be. I, Abad Santos, you have what I want. You're living the life that I desire. That's the dream. I want one of you, if you go to a Horse Meat Disco... Talk to a stranger about Spiral. Talk to literally any Anyone. stranger at Make Horse Disco about Spiral. And then let me know. And let us know. Last question. Zach Jenkins of Comics XF and Battle of the Atom writes, Do we buy Disaster Stepmom Spiral? I was surprised that child whose name I simply don't remember was still hanging out with her in X Factor. Do you think Spiral the Mind Flayed Disco Witch who loves non-consensual vivisection would have that gooey, nurturing center of a mom? Blessings on you and your respective houses, Zach Jenkins. Also, I have a West Central Ohio accent. Please don't try to do it. I simply won't. <laughs> I simply but don't. I think we've talked about it. I think we we've have, this I a little actually, bit. love Leah Williams, 
hated that that character appeared again because I simply wanted to never acknowledge her again as long as I live. Thank you. And I think like, yes and no to this question. I believe really strongly, as you've heard about Stepmom Spiral, I have a lot of feelings. Stepmom of Shatterstar Spiral we're into. In general... Yes, and I think like it is a very Rita thing in her. Well, and like, Rita loved she, the X babies. Yes, right? goes so, like, back for the X babies because like the X babies rescue her. Right, and like Kitty's like, oh my gosh, you're free. They traded, and then like she looks at Kitty is like, what the fuck's wrong with I'm you? Not They're let those kids. babies be enslaved, and then like Kitty's like over her head. She and was like, Kitty's yeah, like, okay, cool. I <laughs> yeah, guess whatever. Right. She's like pure yas cleaning. And I think that nugget of Rita is still in her in a way, but it's not a gooey center. Right. And it is anti-Spiral to have it be a gooey center because Spiral would never let it be for The her. way I can justify it is that Humphreys established that Ginny, that's her name, by the way, Ginny's power is a telepathic power that makes people feel like part of a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Spiral longs and that act, for that. Oh, and that and would so, activate something real and deep in Spiral. And so that I get. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I do think, and that, I think if that's a statement of that, then I like, I actually really value that. And yeah, I, think narratively, I just didn't need to see her again personally, yeah. <laughs> and I don't like, need to see her again in the future. Much like me with the ex babies, fuck those kids. I mean, I was literally asked today, why don't you vibe with Stranger Things? Because I was talking about how I love that Stranger Things has gotten a new generation to Kate Bush, but I was like, I've never vibed with that show. And people were like, oh, someone was like, oh, why? And I was like, I don't like children honestly fuck those kids i don't like kids <laughs> it's also so why we famously hate the x babies bottom line famously i don't like children i love kids i hate those children <laughs> i will like my sister's children once they exist but right now they don't so i don't like any children um yeah no i think that pretty much covers it spiral has that in her but not the way that it was portrayed there unless it's in the context of like someone's activating something that like she has no control of i think like the way Spiral manifests that is the way that she shows it to Shatterstar, which is deeply fucked up. Oh, completely. She has maternal and stepmom feelings and instincts, but the way she would manifest that in the real world would never look like that. Well, I also think that, like the way she treats Betsy and Connor is yeah. also like very weirdly yes. maternal, oh, but yeah, like in absolutely. a very specifically because bizarre there's, there's way. There's women she's fascinated with, much like Celine, where she's like, I want to fuck her. But she's like, these are my, I've adopted them somehow. Yeah, like Rachel, Rachel, she's very maternal with, actually. Yeah, she's a mom. She's her defense attorney. Yeah, no, you are her defense attorney. Well, Jordan, is there anything else you want to say about Spiral before we start to wrap? Justice for Spiral. What does that mean? I'm not super sure, but just give her a chance. Lean into Spiral. When you ask why not Spiral, Interrogate that a little bit. Sit with yes, spiral. Choose yes to spiral. I'm being paid to make this message by spiral. By spiral. This is a sponsored spiral message. Spiral has approved this message. Spiral has approved this message. No, for real. My final thought on spiral is like, I think she does get painted so much. Is just like, she's crazy. I think she is one of the most hallmark. Oh, we love crazy kooky spiral. Who's always doing unexplainable shit. Like, yes, she's fucking batshit. She's batshit for a reason. And there is like, I think as much as you can say for anyone method to her madness, even if the method is not quite good, in the context of Spiral, she is not crazy. It makes so much sense why she is who she is. Beyond all of that, Spiral is a gift that we should revel in. Spiral's gay rights. 
I think we can end on that. I think we can end on Spiola's Gay Rights. I love that. Jordan, why don't you tell the listeners how to follow you online? You can find me online at Jordan Blocked, J-O-R-D-A-N-B-L-O-K-E-D on Twitter, and Jordan Block on Instagram. Follow me. B-L-O-K. Uh-huh. It's a good Instagram. Thank you so much. I just, I just look hot. I channel spiral. Before we go, I need to take a moment to have Connor Love Fest for a second because we've talked about doing this for so long. I just want to like hold space for the fact that I'm so fucking proud of you. As someone who listens to every single episode, usually day of, if not week of, being your friend while also being like an active part of the community that you've helped build, this is such a valuable space that you've created. It's unprecedented for me. I've wanted ever since I was that little fucking kid reading mystique and feeling all of my gender feelings and like wanting somewhere to scream about it too. I wish I had this so much and you've made this like really distinctly queer fucking space. And I think it's so important to talk about it during pride month. It's so valuable. These virtual spaces for like so many people, so many kids, but so many people of any age who like don't have an opportunity for physical space. This is like real and vital and young me would have cherished this and me now fucking cherishes it. And I know you don't like say it to yourself all the time, but it's really beautiful what you've helped build. And I'm so proud of you and I love you. I love you too. Thank you. I hope people have been, I'm sorry, I'm like crying. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was an experiment. (laughs) We were like, is this possible? We were body shopping this episode. The minute that the second mic did not work, we were like, honey, I don't know if this is going to happen. We don't know what you're going to get. Frankly, we may have to redo this, but if you're listening to it right now, then we didn't. You may get a body shot. (laughs) Two episodes spliced together. You may hear an episode we did separately Uh mixed with this episode. And you'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You can follow Cerebro on Twitter and Instagram at CerebroCast. You can follow me on Twitter at DreamOfOrganon or on Instagram at Connor Goldsmith. You can find all of the episodes plus links to the merch store, the Discord server, and much, much more at CerebroCast.com, the official landing page for the podcast. For $5 a month at the House of Zaladine tier on Patreon.com slash CerebroCast, you can get access to exclusive secret file bonus episodes plus the Cerebro Claremont Marathon, a week series I'm now doing where I read you one issue of the Claremont run every week. It's like your mom telling you a bedtime story, but the bedtime story is X-Men and she laughs about the stupid stuff. I am so grateful that all of you are here. Next week's episode will feature Rebecca Galt on Rain Sinclair. I'm super excited about everything that's to come here on Cerebro and I hope that you guys are all having a great Pride Month. Doing this show means the world to me and I'm so happy that you're all here and that it means a lot to you too. So until next time, everybody, thank you for listening and bye. That's the spiral, bitch. Dance. X-Men, X-Men. In the 21st century, people mutants led by Magneto aim to destroy the world. The only hope is 
X-Men.